0: Uh oh, I can't hear anything anymore. Everybody went away. What's going on? I'm confused. I heard a thing that sounded like somebody emptying a trash bin on a computer.
1: I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. I'm Gary. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for Video Games Hot Dog, episode 184, featuring special guest Gary Butterfield. Yay! Gary, this is the only podcast that you're not already on, (laughs) so it was time for you to come and be a guest on it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I just came from uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. And And boy, are your arms tired. I'm going to record an episode of Serial. And I think you will be Are you the murderer? how many people
1: I murdered during that?
2: Oh. Holy shit! Spoilers. <laughs>
1: They're not making any new episodes of Serial, are they? Isn't that that whole thing is over?
3: Huh? It, I think well, it's the second season, right?
1: And really, aren't new episodes of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me just random clips of Carl Castle and Paula Poundstone it's, arranged it's me via and Markov Paula generator? <laughs> talking
2: about cats. The uh, like, I'm into cats as well. I've always tolerated your work.
3: Uh. <laughs> so.
1: Ah, guys, we had a fun time. Uh, well, two of us had a fun time uh, having a having a crazy board game weekend in in Vegas. That's true. This last weekend, did anybody else do anything non board game related that was interesting? Before Kevin and I talk about board games for forty five minutes,
4: I, I went to uh, to Cogswell College and did Global Game Jam. Ooh, what's that? Uh, which one? Cog- uh, either.
5: what is What is Cogswell college? Cogswell. It's across Poly- the street from Tech, Spacely
4: College. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's in Sunnyvale. It's a, sort of a college for technical art. So they have like a, a programming track and a digital audio track and a digital art track. And there's all these Pixar and DreamWorks posters signed on the walls. And it's in this really depressing office park. It's just this building in an office park. But inside it's pretty cool. Um, and there are... I, I was one of the only people there who wasn't a student, so I felt really out of place. But I met a lot of cool, you know, student game developers and made some video games. You're a student of life. I'm a student of the human condition. Yeah. Mm. Everything about that story
2: sounds fake. I'm Cogswell <laughs> College, Sunnyvale. Yeah. Technical yeah. College.
4: Like, none of those things
2: sound Yeah, It was
4: technically a
1: college.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: well, I Well, it felt pretty fake. Like, I was... Have you ever been to an office park? It's it's like this is not a real place. This is I got locked out once. I was it was like eight AM and they, they lock the doors because you know they don't want people coming into their technical college. And I was just well, I could just sit here in the parking lot until my team wakes up. Do you find it weird that you drive in the office park? <laughs> and the park in the o- office so, is, um,
1: they, so they don't want somebody to come in While the librarian's not there And uh, pull one of the books down
4: To reveal that it's just blank <laughs> So how uh, what, uh, what what game did you, did you make did For you the, make the global game, game We made a game called Fuster Cluck Which uh Was it about chickens? It Yes it is, how'd okay. you guess? Well,
2: the sequel to Quest. F- Fuster, Fuster's <laughs> Quest Fuster's Quest Fuster's
4: Quest Um <laughs> It was. Uh, we had a oh, basically a one sentence idea at the beginning, and then we implemented it in about an hour, and it was like turn based light cycles. Okay. Um, and it was pr- it was pretty fun. And then somebody came up with the Fuster Cluck pun, and we s- did spent the rest of the weekend like making an integrating art chicken themed art into that prototype.
1: What's the hmm. is the trail just poo or eggs or we were talking about so just- all these? Th-
4: it ended up being abstract lines. Um, okay, so it's just a chicken, but with light cycle. Lies. But there were a lot of like <laughs> chicken puns. Like uh, there were so we had come up with uh, four classes you could be. If I'm, I'm not going to remember them because the puns were terrible, but there was the robocock, mm. and uh, there was the corporate Hentai and none of these were... Wait, not... The, that isn't a guy. <laughs> yeah. <it laughs> so uh, all these were, were assigned special abilities, and then I was implementing the abilities, but then they got cut for time because uh, we didn't have time to actually make gameplay. So I got about four lines of code in the functioning game at the end of it. So well, what was the?
1: What were the different class abilities? I uh, don't believe that you don't remember the other classes. I think you're just too embarrassed <laughs> to say them.
4: What was okay? There was the Robocock. Did I say that already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I would. How, how much worse? <laughs> we're three can it get of them. Than them that? Robocock. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> how much worse can it get than that? Robocock
2: really? one, Robocock two, and Robocock three. Okay. Robocock two is the coolest one. Maybe if
4: I work yeah. backwards from the abilities. So there, the Robocock special ability was to just go through other people's lines what? once. But- Oh, once. Okay. Yeah, once.
3: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly,
4: he just he just wins every time. Um, corporate hentai. No idea. I have no idea. I was so tired. Tentacles. So tired that weekend. Hentacles. Um, it was probably something with projectiles. Oh, there was the gizzard spelled with 1z
1: oh like a wizard like a wizard oh, yeah G- okay. I actually kind of okay. liked that one so sure. I'm surprised
4: it didn't come I, it didn't occur to me to say that instead of the other ones um come on you it's you a gotta, video gotta Game. remember the chicken fourth neck. one Gym. it's it I'll, I'll, I'll Jim <laughs> I'll just remember I'll just remember later in the podcast or maybe after the podcast and
1: you'll just <laughs> say some weird chicken thing out of context <laughs> four months from now yeah That will be the fourth class
4: yeah yeah All right. just put a microphone in my bedroom I'll say it in my sleep. Mm. Do you ever get one of those phone things that records you talking in your sleep? No, oh. that sounds really scary. My my yeah.
2: girlfriend has one. Oh yeah. And there's a lot of like no, you do not do that. No. No. Wow. Do
3: you, do you about? have kids? <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
4: Do you have kids?
2: No. So she's
4: just talking to you. she's disciplining something imaginary? She's disciplining
2: ghosts. Like it is. (laughs) Like murderers are getting chided.
4: Hmm. Yeah. If I had something like that, I would be afraid of like some other voice showing up and Uh, whispering to you. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's terrifying.
1: Good. So what are you doing this weekend, Gary?
2: This upcoming, well. Uh, what, th- this is the weekend this is this is <laughs> the weekend it's
3: wednesday <laughs> hey
2: it's the weekend for an adult student every day is a weekend um
1: what we have you know, been up to what did you do last weekend gary what have you been up to i guess that's the
2: uh question. you know my normal stuff of like slam jamming podcast. games for podcasts mm-hmm. and stuff i came from a an event earlier today like yeah, a weird, uh, tell us about that that was the dark souls thing right yeah well you can't um, tell us
1: about it too much cause i can't you tell wanna, you about it too much. you don't want to uh, burn the other cast
2: yeah well i also can't tell you very much about it because they won't let me because there's like, all NDA. these uh, yeah oh,
0: really
1: weird they invite it's, is a press event where everybody had to sign an nda
2: for for i didn't have to sign a thing but there's an embargo um, oh. until february uh until the game comes out essentially <laughs>
1: Hmm. Um, does, it go, oh, does it come clear... out in Cuba first? Yeah. Is, it, and and is it an embargo when you yeah. don't let barges in? Is that the same etymology? Oh, it's
2: very similar. I yeah. tried to park my barge and they I got a table. Harvard Yard. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> Harvard <laughs> Yard. You
2: park barges in a yard, but you
4: don't <laughs> um, yard, barges in a park.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was it was cool. It was it was a. Uh, you know, it's funny the way that they do those things. I'd never been to one before and they they make them uh seem like a cool club. You know, like the lights are really low and there's music and drinks and stuff, but it's re- it's just like white dudes who like Dark Soul and Naruto. Okay. So it is it is it is, it is uh yeah, it is not that cool. Like, I mean, it's fun. I like it. It's geeky as shit. But they always try to these trappings of a like a nightclub.
1: Well, it's like there's only one corporate event planner. Yeah, and they don't, they can't tell the difference between like a a corporate thing that appeals to dorks and a corporate thing that appeals to douchebags. Well, so they, there's always an ice sculpture. Yeah. no matter what kind of thing it is. Yeah, was it's it also
2: a, a nightclub during
5: the day?
1: It's, it's a day a, club.
2: Yeah. day <laughs> Okay, it's just a nice sculpture of a, a, it has a, a PlayStation 3 of DVD other, ROM. <laughs> like, <laughs> could be anything. Just project your favorite game onto it. Um, but yeah, it was it was real fun. I got to got to meet some people and line up some guests for the show.
1: Play some new awesome. Dark Souls. Yeah, you guys are doing like all of the other games from from software on Bonfire. Science
2: Eventually, Challenge. we're really killing time right now. Like it is. Uh, <laughs> every time we get between Dark Souls games, we end up uh, hmm. kind of doing miscellaneous. So like we did a. Uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes most recently, which is published by From and has a couple things in common, but it's only published
0: by them. I thought it was. Yeah,
2: so so did we. Um, But then (laughs) (laughs) someone corrected us. Um, But at that point, we'd already played it. Yeah, You can just uh, review
1: Deadly Towers again.
2: Yeah, (laughs) we Mm. should do Deadly Towers. The uh, yeah, eventually it's just going to become the Armored Core podcast and the numbers are just going (laughs) to dwindle. So we get to like Armored Core 8, you know, Wrath of the Mechs. 3D.Hero 3D, cool.
5: 3D. seems a lot like Zelda to me.
2: It's, it's amazingly
5: like very I'm, Zelda, yeah.
2: I've never played a game that, cre- that is a more faithful homage, but it's, it's uh, interesting. That includes
4: later games in the Zelda
3: series. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It is, it is the most Zelda 1 thing that I've ever played. It is more like Zelda 1 than any of the sequels. And I, Except, well, it's got that giant sword. That is I've the bounced only off, off of it three or, or
1: four times there. just because it doesn't feel like it's bringing anything new to the table
2: it's real, it's not kind of like, it's still good. If you, if you want to see like an alternate world where like Zelda one was the design philosophy they went through. Right. As opposed to like, you know, getting kind of sublime and then eventually becoming garbage, which is what those games, the actual Zelda arc. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, you know, the last like five Zelda, like Zelda is one of those things where it's like, is that a good series or is it a mediocre series with three really good games in it?
1: Right. You know, Um, what, what's the highlight in your mind? Oh, like
2: link to the past. And then link between worlds is really good. Yeah, yeah I like yes. that one a
4: lot. Yeah, that I, game is I great. think that Dark Souls is actually a really strong follow up to the first Legend of Zelda.
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah, like the uh, not so much in the because um, I mean Dark Souls is kind of like Castlevania and Zelda.
1: Mm. You know, it's, it's a little like more a, linear, right? I mean, yeah. well, it's it, it, it's. Yeah.
4: The, the path you you should ideally take through it is linear, but you can go anywhere.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to Zelda. And then, like, the, it has that kind of, like, paced methodical combat. But then, uh, there's secrets behind everything. Like, the, you know, the bush with the, it's a secret to everybody guy. Like, that's a real Dark Souls thing. Right. Like, you know, you just randomly try something you wouldn't think would work. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: I feel like, you know, having eight times as many hit points at the end as you did at the beginning is <laughs> less Dark Souls y, but, uh, so there's you know you never you get, get the, the jump boots or anything. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Oh. So mm, good old Castlevania. Yeah. Games with maps that fit together, yeah. <laughs> like Dark Souls. Is there, is Dark Souls one? Actually, I guess they both probably are. Right? They're they're actually fairly well realized geometries that could exist oh. free of loading screens. My if,
4: understanding is that the first Dark Souls is like that. It's very tightly integrated. I haven't played two, but my understanding is that's very. Hubby, it's
0: it's,
1: It's,
4: yeah, it's
0: spread out more, sort of in the way that if you think of like the Castlevania game Order of Ecclesia, how it was lots of individual little bits that each one in
1: itself was. Those bits weren't connected to each other, though. In Order of Ecclesia, and in Dark Souls two, they kind of are, right? I mean, it's like
0: they are, but not in the way that they are in Dark Souls one.
1: That's like a bunch of starfish on a dowel rod. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good way, good way yeah, to put it. Like the the
4: complaint that I heard was that, um, Dark Souls 2 has a fast travel system because it needs one.
2: Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm real curious about what changed because it is, it doesn't really fit together mm-hmm. real well. There's a place where you literally, and people on the internet complain about this a lot, where you take an elevator up and then, uh, from, from a valley. And when you get there, um, you're in like a valley full of lava. That could not have, like the lava would just come down and kill all the workers in the the valley and destroy the kingdom that were below you. Like it doesn't necessarily make sense. The thing we say on the show um is that it's Spacey Wacy, which someone introduced timey-wimey to us and we didn't okay, realize it yeah. was a Doctor, Doctor Who, Who thing. Mm-hmm. And I felt so stupid when I found that out. <laughs> I just thought it was my friend Brayton being funny. <laughs> then I saw the Doctor Who episode that referenced it. I'm like, we've been making a Doctor Who reference for a year now. I feel like an idiot not the Doctor Who fans there's anything wrong with that but just like that's not what I thought I was doing
1: man I I uh, sort of Binged on Comedy Bang Bang over Christmas. And then suddenly, like, oh, right. That's a thing that Gary says all the I, time. I don't oh, wait, even, that's a thing that Gary, I hope you don't think that. No, I, I don't. Really it's, it's like, it's just like an it, autonomous like, thing. No, and, and I, and I remember like hearing you recently saying, like, ah, oh, I feel like I should do less of that, but it's like, no, I mean, it's, it's like,
2: just, I just do it reflexively. Like, it is,
1: cra- it is crazy infectious. Like yeah. I, I start doing it in conversation, just especially just having listened to like all of the best ofs over the course of like a week. Yeah. So it's like, that's just all of that that's a good podcast it's, it's if, a, if you guys like this podcast yeah. you should listen to comedy bang bang yeah, this, that's yeah. what people would do if they knew what they were doing and yeah. <laughs> recording a podcast yeah.
2: it, it is one of my all-time favorites but i i do feel like i reference it too much and then it's funny though because with uh, watch out for fireballs like every once in a while cole will say something and it's from like Mer- it's like from roderick on the line or something like that yeah, and yeah, i don't yeah. realize
1: it yep so i think we all do that absolutely yeah and it's fine because not everybody knows everything like i always have this like one of the ways in which my insecurity manifests is that I assume that if I know everything, I'm an idiot. So <laughs> if I know anything, I'm an idiot. So everybody else must know it too. Right? <laughs> and, th- but no. You know, you yeah. can you can say something that's completely derivative of something else and probably some portion of your audience thinks that's original. We're really tricking them. <laughs> then we'll just attribute it to you. Yeah. Like yeah. someday they're going to find out what a fraud we all are.
2: Yeah, it's 100 percent it, true. Like we're doing a survey now to see what like kind of things people want on shirts and stuff. And then like people are voting for it. It's been a while, which is a thing I just say because of comedy, bang, bang. And I'm like, I can't turn that into a watch out for fireball shirt. <laughs> First of all, blog sustained. Then it belongs to Connie Bang Bang. Then it belongs to us. It's like a third hand (laughs) song.
1: I don't know. I think it belongs to the world. Once once it becomes that hilarious.
2: Well, also um, stained brought many gifts to the world.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They were for a while. They were on the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then uh, they had Fred Durst join in to just (laughs) (laughs) harmonize by singing the exact same note. Slightly off key. (laughs) 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 Ah, good old Fred Durst. There's nothing good about Fred Durst or the things that he does.
4: Lots of things
2: that are old, though. Is
4: he? Yeah, I was going to ask. Is he old?
2: At this point, like he's probably our age at the time and at his peak. Mm, right. I Yes, just by looking at his facial hair. Wow, his, his man!
1: Do you think that somebody our age would name their band Limp Bizkit? <laughs> <laughs> like that feels like that feels well, like a twenty-four-year-old band name, not a. <laughs>
4: Mm. We don't know how long he had, the name. The band had been named that, but by the time... They oh, that's the peak, true.
1: They mm. could have been a, an underground sensation for 20 years before <laughs> they finally hit the big time with their cover of a George Michael I liked Michaels them before song. they were... Uh, they were actually just George Michael's backup band, <laughs> just biding their time until they could do their own version of the Have you guys been playing any video games? No. This is one of those... This is the kind of podcast that you love, Gary. It's yeah. a bunch of white guys talking about what games they yeah, been no. playing this week.
2: <laughs> I, I like. <laughs> I do like. I like it when I'm doing it. It's cute when I do it. <laughs> um, I have, but I don't want to go first. Do you want to, does anyone else want to go first?
5: What Stop about it? Riff? Or, no, um, do, ke- ke- Kevin, were you volunteering? I was going to say that I played some board games.
1: Oh yeah, you did. Doesn't Talk count. It. That does. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, board games are like video games now.
0: Just you know, flatter.
1: Like less. Uh,
5: they're they're more hip and they're, and soon they will be on phones. Did you check your phone while physical? you were playing the game? Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
5: Let's uh, so yeah. uh the sort of the probably the, the most fun game that I played was Machi Koro. Oh yeah, you remember that? I do. Uh, that's a card game. It's it's like it's like a deck building game. Instead instead of a deck, you build a uh, a tableau in front of you.
1: I think they call that a tableau building game. Yeah, but there's dice. There's dice that you roll. (laughs) My dice.
3: (laughs) My dice.
1: (laughs) You roll. Uh, Yeah. You buy different cards and they say a card will have a four on it. And that means whenever anybody rolls a four, you get a dollar from the bank. Or maybe it's a yen. Sure. I think yen, the, the scale works such that like four of them will buy a convenience store, right? Yes. Okay.
4: That's how that works. So is that an actual mechanic in this game? I can't tell if you were making a joke or no.
1: It's real. The, the, okay. yeah, every every turn you you roll a die and then you can buy a new Japanese building to put in front of you. Okay, but, um, it's not
5: necessarily a building. It could be like a an orchard.
1: Okay, but, but that's like a building. or
5: an airport. Yeah.
1: Okay. I guess an airport. Are you arguing that an airport building? is not a building? Because I disagree.
5: <laughs> I mean, is is a shopping mall also the parking lots around it? <clears throat>
1: Um, hey, uh, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess I just got pwned.
5: Uh, <laughs> that's it. I played King of New York, which is like uh, King of Tokyo. Only. Yeah, is that like
1: a sequel to King of Tokyo? Sequel? E. Yeah. What's the different about Kurt it? Because King of Tokyo is extremely simple. It's relatively. It's simple, It's like yeah. Yahtzee with some PvP elements and some yeah energon cubes. You're,
5: you, so in King of Tokyo, you are like you're a monster, and you are either in Tokyo or not in Tokyo, I guess. I forget exactly. It's been oh, a no, long time. that's the you're either in or not choices. in Tokyo, right? Yeah. Those are the
1: those are the two states. Uh
5: <laughs> and if you're in Tokyo, then like everybody is attacking you. It's like that soul coughing song. And if you're not in Tokyo, then you're attacking whoever's in Tokyo. I think if that's I I forget mm-hmm. if
1: that's exactly how it no, works. That is. Um but it looked like the king of New York had a lot more spaces on the board. It's
5: well, it's it, it has the same basic idea. It's you know whether you're in man. If you're, so it's whoever's in Manhattan is the sort of okay. The, but the, if like Masha is in
1: Bedford Stuyvesant, uh, then
5: <laughs> yes. And then there's like you know the other boroughs of New York. Uh, but they've they've got like army chits, which you can you can use your attack to, or maybe it's not attack. You use one of your the, the on one side of the die is a little building face. Camera
1: in Park Slope. Oh my God!
5: And you can. Uh knock down the buildings and that gives you resources and then they flip over and become army army mans. Uh and then hmm. on so they, certain they, dice, It seems like
1: it kind of took a game whose charter was being really simple and accessible and then adding some more it's, board games. It's way more gamey yeah. now than it was. Is it also is it still Richard Garfield?
5: I don't know. It's a good question. Do you like it better? I I like it about the same. They're they're different enough that I would probably play either one. King of Tokyo, can you can play,
1: like, five games in a row.
5: Yeah. And it's this fun. one, you would probably just play one, but it's probably twice as long as a game of King of Tokyo. Uh, I played Eminent Domain. Uh, let's see here. I felt it was kind of like Race for the Galaxy, but that's probably wrong. It has a lot of the same roles, right? Like Because it's got the... It has a lot of the same words in it as Race and, for the Galaxy. Yeah, explore and Card. research and trade and produce Draw. and stuff. Um, it just seems like it's another one of that genre that's becoming more and more common. Well,
1: there's this sort of like Puerto Rico mechanic where somebody chooses a role and then everybody gets to do that role if they've set yeah. up for it, but the person who chose it gets a little bonus. Right. Gets a little extra. Yeah. Gets their beak wet.
5: I played Space Alert, which you hate, but I love. I don't hate it. You, okay. How, how many times would you play it? If we Zero had it more times. <laughs> right. <laughs> so...
4: Gizzard, oh. did I already say gizzard was one of the yes, classes? Yes, you did, <laughs> yeah. I, I
0: so like Space, Space Alert. Alert
1: is a game where you, you spend a lot of time setting it up and you listen to, a, you listen to an audio track that tells you... It sounds
0: really neat. I'm major neat. Threats oh, in great Sector
1: great. Red, and then you are sort of arguing with your teammates about RoboRally queuing up your actions, yep. and then everything is terrible, and then the rest of the game is just... It's just more of a simulation than a game.
5: It's totally a game though. The like the first half is is like negotiating with like who's going to do what to to save our skins and stuff. And then uh the second portion of it is when you sort of actually play out the events. And I guess I can see how you would want that to just let a computer do that, but I think it is more fun because you don't
1: really get to make any choices during it. So you're just there like are a sort of couple It's unfolding. You'll know right away if you're fucked and I mean it's fun to watch shit fall apart in a way that's funny, and like you're making up little stories about like, oh, I'm pressing this button, button, and nothing's happening. Right, but like it was fun once. We
5: we played know? it, and like you had put a card upside down on the very first turn.
1: Yeah, which because I made one mistake four minutes ago, everything is fucked, and that yeah. wasn't fun.
5: Uh, and so you at that point, I think you are allowed to say that you tripped and flip the card over and do a different thing, uh, which just pushes everything else back, which would be okay if you built in some delays into your like, Right but it just makes everything scheme. else go out
1: of sync and then everything fails. Like it's just
5: I I also was generally packing all my stuff in real close and I did something that resulted in us getting hit once and then elevator broke and then everything just went to hell after the elevator broke. If the elevator hadn't broken if we had if we gotten hit and some other thing had been damaged we would have been fine but
1: But it's like it's like if you Eon fluxed Star Trek Right, where every episode of Star Trek is just, here's a bunch of shit going wrong, and then they all die.
2: And then a Euro drawing licks somebody else's eyeball. Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I like that game. I feel like the game part of it is in uh, coordination. Yeah, definitely. Like it is in you just being very communicative, and the game plays with that by having those communication breakdowns yeah in the CD. And it's also incredibly tense. Like playing a board game or tabletop game, I've never been more stressed out. Than playing Space Alert. And I, I think I agree with you that if it were a longer game, it wouldn't work. But the fact that it has a hard limit of ten minutes yeah. um, is, is as long as it's ever going to be. Like I can't play more than three Space Alert games in a session. Right. But I, I like getting that little almost adrenaline rush from it.
5: Yeah, I, I and it's a game that I feel like I could definitely get a lot better at, and that mm-hmm. that appeals to me a lot. Yeah. That there's a skill
1: that's kind of I mean, I guess it's component. got a high skill ceiling, but I don't know. You know, we were playing it in a group where most people hadn't played. Before and so it was like
5: yeah. somebody who hadn't actually even heard of how how the game works and so he was just doing stuff kind of more or less at random, yeah, which was kind of funny. Like he's That's- like, "Oh, this this card has a picture of robots on it. I guess that means I get some <laughs> robots, and I guess that'll be
0: cool." One of the engineers is just drunk. <laughs> yeah,
4: I'm helping. Yeah. yeah. So- <laughs> How, so it, it comes with a limited number of scenarios, right? Well, sort of. Sort
1: of. It's it's like basically they're there's like, four decks of cards and the and the scenarios on the audio scenarios. I think there's eight of them, but they're just like you know threat type A on track B. And okay. but the tracks the like, tracks are also the tracks hiring. are very different from game to game, and the threats are different from there game are to game. So tens
5: of thousands, if not millions, of possible games. Okay, with those so, eight scenarios. In
4: that case, what? I've never played this game, but I, I'm i curious, like, what sorts of things do they put on the audio track to, like, Im- to so, to do theming on that? So
5: there are, like, eight different tracks, and each <clears> one <throat> is a different length, like, a different number of spaces. Some of them have X, Y, and Z. Some of them have X and Z. Some of them have X, Y, Y, Z, or whatever. Uh, and on the enemy card, it tells you what happens each time it passes one of those letters,
4: well, I actually mean in the audio.
5: Oh, in the audio. Is, is there actually, like, s-
4: I had assumed it was, like, there's, like, a score and storytelling no, in there. No, no. Uh, there are occasionally, well, it'll, it'll say,
1: communications error or something, and then there'll just be a bunch of deafening static <laughs> so that you can't talk during it. <laughs> yep. um, it'll just be, like, internal threat. in Okay. Well, internal threat is all one kind yeah, of Yeah, I
4: had method, assumed like. that there was, like, storytelling in the audio.
1: no. Yeah. All the storytelling is on cards, so that it's variable from from game to game, and okay. that's not
2: even storytelling. It's just like this is a well, type of yeah, ship. Like sure. you have to make up your own storytelling.
1: Yeah, There's yeah. nothing but, but out of do. the box. It's
2: just mechanical. Yeah, everything.
1: In okay, the, everything in the game. is mechanical. But I mean, it's well, it's like storytelling in the sense of like there is a revolt among the robots on the ship. Right? There's sure, yeah, premise telling. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to you have to do the storytelling yourself. I guess.
5: Uh, and then we played a bunch of two rooms in a boom. Which Jesus, is that super is super
1: good fun. Have you guys ever played Two Rooms in a Boom? No. not.
0: I think you've talked about it before, but I yeah, we had
1: played it at XOXO. XO. It. Um, it's basically a, a like a resistance or werewolf style game, sort of where everyone is secretly issued a a card in the in the very most basic game. There is a blue team and a red team and let's say you've got 10 people playing. 5 people will be blue team and one of the blue team people will be the president. 5 people will be red team and one of those people will be the bomber. They are all issued roles secretly. The 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 identities are handed out and then they are randomly divided into two rooms of 5 people. A leader for the room is randomly determined and then you share information or don't share information with other people in the room and there are multiple rounds at the end of which sort of hostage negotiations take place where one person gets sent over. Like you send one person from each room to the other room and you're basically like trying to get the red team is trying to get the bomber and the president in the same room at the end of the game. And then the red team wins. The blue team is trying to keep them apart at the end of the room.
2: And there are mechanics in place to make sure the game doesn't start that way with them. Uh, It can, it can, they can, they can start it can,
1: but you, but you don't, it, you it you only know, matters. It never that,
2: triggers at yeah. the Intel yeah. Okay. yeah,
1: they're not going to know who each other are, right? So, like, gotcha. you can you can sh- you can like color share, which is just revealing with somebody what team you're both on, and then decide whether you want a full share, which is your whole role. But then they just start, you know. So it's pretty simple. But then they just start mixing it up. Like, here's a spy. You're on the red team, but your card is blue. So mm-hmm. if you color share with somebody, they think you're blue, but if you full share, they realize that you're actually red. Like, you know, here's the engineer. And the doctor. And so if the engineer hasn't met the bomber, the bomb doesn't go off. And if the president hasn't met the doctor, the president dies anyway. Mm -hmm. So there's just all this other stuff where you like have to things to encourage communication. There's like a guy who can't full share can only color share. There's a guy who can't color share can only full share. So having those roles in there lets other people lie about being those roles, which is really where the game is
2: is it but, does is there a minimum number of players like you want 10 people or could you play this with they like, say
1: six i, it I would think be, yeah, i don't think it would be, really it would be very with fun with six people 10 like, okay. even
5: 10 was began to get to little yeah okay. i think you
1: That'd basically need 10 people and and it's it's uh,
5: way better with 16 or 20
1: yeah Mo, the, or when more. when we were introduced to this game at xoxo there were like probably 10 people on a side and that was perfect um but yeah, it's it's just one of those awesome things that you're never going to get to do <laughs> under normal circumstances. <laughs> I mean, conventions
5: I think. are a great time to do it. That's you know. true. It's like Werewolf is a game that you don't play a lot with a large enough group to make it really interesting. Yeah. But.
1: But yeah, I think at KOL Con this year, we're going to figure out how to keep some games of two rooms and a boom going because I think that our. Do we uh, do you want to follow through on the idea of making a KOL themed version? Yeah, of it? maybe. I
5: it almost feels like black team and white team.
1: (laughs) I mean, it sort of feels like this thing is good. It's good enough on its own. Like, why do we need to like rip it off? But like, it
5: would, it wouldn't be for ripping it off so much as just like
1: making it resonate with our people more. they would.
5: Yeah,
1: they would. And I, and I, you know, that's just because it bothers me doesn't mean it would bother anybody else. So <laughs> we that.
5: could, we could let that's people know that based have. on this game, that they should go home and buy sure, it. Sure.
1: Yeah. We could require them to buy it. Right. <laughs> so you have to show us a retail copy of Two Rooms and a Boom, which A, does not exist. <laughs> not at the moment. Uh, B, you wouldn't take with you to a thing, probably. Maybe but, you would. You'd take it to a convention. It's a lot, it involves a lot of yelling, it involves a lot of lying. You know, it's good. It's like typical family get together.
5: What about what about you, Zach? Did you play any board games? I did.
1: I played a bunch of board games. I finally got to play Caverna, which is the sequel to Agricola, which
3: mm.
1: I would describe as being like a simpler version of Agricola. But everybody else makes fun of you when you say that, because it's also it's still really complicated. It
5: took over like a huge table.
1: Yeah, we had to somebody had to go to Walmart and buy like an eight foot folding table because <laughs> the hotel didn't have sufficient tables. I called. The, I called the concierge. There's this French guy that I know at the hotel? And and he was like, "Well, we only have room service tables." And I'm like, "Send a bunch of those." So then I just I, I ordered a bunch of invisible room service food uh, so that we would have some extra tables. But they were kind of garbage. They weren't. They were weird shaped and on wheels.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: so that yeah, we just went to Walmart, and got a big table. Caverna took up all of it. It says for your first game, don't play with more than four people or five people. Oh yeah, and we played with seven, and it was everybody's <laughs> first game. We were like, "Fuck you, man! I'm not gonna let you tell me what to do." The man, Louis Rosenberg.
2: <laughs> yeah, we'll have a yeah. bad time if we want to. Yeah,
1: <laughs> um, it was. There was one person for whom it was not his first game, so I was like, you know what, that counts,
5: and he won by a lot of points. Yeah. so mm-hmm. recall.
1: <laughs> well, he wins everything. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's about building a cool farm and digging out a cool cave and you got a mine and you get some rubies and you can have a donkey in there. And there's one room that as near as we can tell is like a donkey dairy because uh, it means you get food for having donkeys, but you don't have to uh, eat the donkeys. So could
0: I just be
5: shaving
1: part of the donkey off
5: the side. Oh, uh,
1: gross. Like, mm, a, like hmm.
0: a giant,
3: it was like a donkey hospital.
0: <laughs> donkeys just regenerate like Blech. slowly. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, but it's good, you know, you you're some dwarfs. One of the actions you can take is wish for children, which I think that's just code for <laughs> fucking. Um Huh. You don't think?
0: <laughs> I forget what uh
1: I really enjoyed playing Gaverna, but I feel like there was some other game that I discovered and really liked a lot. That I'm not thinking of now. We played a bunch of Roll for the Galaxy, which is like a dice version of Race for the Galaxy, which is pretty entertaining. If you like Race for the Galaxy and dice, you might like it, but I don't have a lot to say about it.
5: What about Dead of Winter?
1: Yeah, that was this crazy co-op zombie survival game that I don't really know what to compare it to. It's kind of like Betrayal at House on the Hill in some ways, except way more mechanics heavy. Um, and there's there wasn't a betrayer. There might have been, uh, but there wasn't. You don't ever know. You don't know right away. I think it's got it's got like a Battlestar Galactica sort of deal where you one player it might be a zombie. Well, there's this stuff that you have to do every round where it's like there's a crisis. We're out of food or we're we need some gas or whatever, and you put cards into that pool without revealing them, but if you put something other than gas in there, it counts as negative points, so sugar. the betrayer can fuck everything up by, like, you know, you put sugar in is that what you said, Riff? Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. Ah, man, that's pretty good. Um, I don't know, you know, with food that I put hungry children there's a hungry child card that I put in there and just turn this kid loose in the food supply. What, what uh, was the name of that one? Dead of Winter. Okay. And it's like a lot of like rolling dice to see if you get frostbite. Great. And uh, drawing cards to see if you found frostbite medicine.
0: Found your toes. Gloves. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
1: There you go. Gloves are like. High hands. Frostbite prophylaxis. (laughs) Um, Hand condoms. (laughs) That's what gloves are called. Or mittens. Uh, Jimmy Mittens. Good old oh. Jimmy mittens. Yeah.
3: Yeah. He'll, he'll rub your
4: on.
1: he'll rub your balls,
4: keep yeah. them warm. If if gloves are hand condoms, what do you call like the long term like the condom that you wear every day over and over again? That's made of leather.
2: Jim's special thing that no one else has heard about. Yeah, yeah. you wear a weird leather thing on your dick. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you well, call
4: it? I, I've been wondering what you, I mean. What I call this thing? A foreskin. It, I don't know how to tell anybody <laughs> about. it. <laughs> nah, it's like an artificial
1: foreskin. Like yeah, yeah, so, Jim's circumcised, so, he just yes. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Prosthetic foreskin, prosthetic. Yeah, foreskin. Oh, yeah. Nostalgic. yeah. <laughs> like uh, like
0: what's his name had to invent so the Nazis wouldn't cart him away.
4: Oh, what is his name?
0: Uh, uh, he was the movie director that uh,
4: uh, Roman Polanski.
0: Roman Polanski. Yes. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's the story. Well, I guess stupid. <laughs> I didn't want to
2: say it because I'm sure he's wrong.
4: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, video games?
4: I don't really play games. No. I, what I,
1: what what have you done in the in the last week since we last recorded? You made I m- a game I about messed up, chickens. Yeah,
4: yeah, I did yeah. that. But you yeah. didn't play I, any video I, games I at all. I played with Dr. Spazo Ooh. If uh, you go to I like Dr. Spazzo. If you go to archive.org, you can do like a one-click emulation <laughs> of Dr. Spazo in your browser. And I was looking at like the what what's supported in that uh in that DOSBox Im- implementation. It apparently Both Firefox and Chrome are supposed to have, um, are supposed to have asm.js support now. So it should work in both of those browsers. But yeah, the Dr. Spate. So I was surprised that this worked, but like you just click on the, it's just a visual power button. You click on that, you wait a few seconds, and then the program just runs in your browser and it sounds exactly like I remember it sounding, which is the important part.
3: Hmm.
1: So it's just got like, sound blaster one emulation yep man could you go in there and just be you could you have your mind blown by the orchestra tuning up at the beginning of wing commander i i don't know i don't know if it has wing commander it doesn't seem like it would that that feels like a bridge too far for archive.org like something that you could conceivably still
4: buy it might also just be too big how big is wing commander i feel like it was on a handful of floppies okay
2: it has some weird stuff on there that I was kind of surprised was on there. Like, you can play Zach McCracken on there, huh. which is, you know, Lucas LucasArts game that... And that got. also
4: came out a handful of floppies, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a small game. And it's they- presumably still owned, although it doesn't seem like anybody really cares about it. There, yeah, there, I don't know. Nobody's Zach remastering McCracken. that I, shit. I think they're
4: just <laughs> getting away with this because nobody cares enough to enforce these rules.
1: Yeah, I mean, a bit, like apart from Nintendo, apparently recently, like... All Nintendo's Nintendo gotten- ROMs disappeared from all of the old school ROM sites that were yeah, reliable well, sources I heard that. of them.
0: Not, not the one that I went to get a copy of Xenophobe to me either abject <laughs> nobody cares so. about
2: Xenophobe yeah. we both found that same ROM maybe
1: the NES version of Xenophobe <laughs> yeah that can't, that can't be any good
4: <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> like, did it still have the split screen mode
2: yeah, yeah but it's enforced if you play it one player the bottom of the screen just says Xenophobe no that's oh. how the
1: arcade version yeah I know but like, yeah. it doesn't
2: need to be on a home console well
1: okay yeah.
2: it's, it's really it's well, like,
1: that's what's how gonna, big I mean, the art is though yeah it's Got like they can't just like they would just stretch it out. I guess I know that we we went over this. The NES doesn't have stretching <laughs> yeah,
0: hardware. Listen, listen to the episode of yeah, but up. it's not out <laughs> yet. <on> yeah.
1: <laughs> not even the early Patreon release yeah. feed. <laughs>
2: Patreon.
1: Patreon. Patreon.
2: <laughs> Do you have a Patreon?
1: Yeah, Patreon. That's where you just have to give somebody weed <laughs> in exchange for early access to the podcast. And <laughs> am pledged yeah. for one nug a month. <laughs> <laughs>
4: One thing I noticed about Dr. Spazo is that I'm way better at learning computer interfaces than I was when I was 12. Because I had figured out, like, almost immediately how to uh, mess with the, uh, the text-to-speech um, with the speed and pitch. And I don't think I ever found that interface back hmm. in the day. I also figured out how to, when it says too little data so I make big and changes the font size, I figured out how to set it back to 80 columns which was something that drove me crazy back in the day it's just, it's, it, because it was unreadable.
1: I feel like I discovered the like 101 basic computer games Eliza source code before I had Dr. Seusso. So oh, yeah, me too. It, the illusion was completely lost on me by that time. Like I I've literally just made one of these out of nothing. <laughs> so this yeah. is not actually impressive.
4: Yeah. Well, and and for me the the interesting part was specifically that it was speaking.
1: Yeah. I remember going to Disney World as a kid, and at Epcot Center, they had this big room that was basically just like, here's some shit that computers will be able to do in a few years, and that they can kind of do now if you spend a shitload of money on them. And one of them was like a touch screen, and there was a game that you could play where you were like loading... You were matching, like, baggage and passengers into an airplane off of these conveyor belts by touching them. And then there was a speech synthesis thing that you could just type in stuff and it would say it. And neither of those things were anything anybody had seen before that. Um
4: Yeah, and they haven't updated that room in the past 30 years.
1: <laughs> I couldn't find it when Good I went back to Epcot so they, just, they just that walled said- it over. Every time I go to Epcot Center now, I go there to have a drink in every country, so I am always at least 11 sheets to the wind, sometimes more, uh, when I go back to, man, we got in the centrifuge ride after 11 drinks.
4: Sounds like a bad idea.
1: Gary Sinise takes you to Mars on a (laughs) rocket filled with
4: vomit. (laughs) If they put, like, drains on the outer wall, that might not be so bad. Mm -hmm. Where do
2: they drain to? Where are they trained to? Think of the workers. <laughs> Some poor guy with goofy pants just—it's a living. <laughs> he just push,
1: push when, you, when you said that, I had imagined he was using his pants to store the like, inverse vomit, in inverse vomit galoshes. Like, like just, double He's just walking in a bucket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you can
2: get in here, kids, then I'll just take a shower. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hey, well,
1: so just Doctor Saito. That's your. That's your.
4: I have been. Pl- I don't know. I've been playing more stuff. I played. Uh, I guess it's been a while since I talked about Kim in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know that song.
2: <laughs> like in the literal sense, not even in the internet sense.
4: <laughs> uh, and uh, maybe I'm gonna stop playing that because now that I think about it, like there's only a couple of interesting things that's happened in that game for the past or in the past couple of months. Wha- I'm sorry, I missed what game you were talking
3: about. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs>
4: Uh, Kim Kardashian-Hollywood. Oh, right, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. But, I mean, so still there still has been that, huh? something Riff,
0: interesting in the last month?
4: Well, Riff, what did you say?
0: I uh, still playing that, huh?
4: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, just a time waster. Um, the interesting thing that happened was that I got married in the game. Oh. Um, was it to, like, Ashton Kutcher, or? It was to some rando that, like, I, I just, the first person I saw on the list that I love, people I could date, that's who I ended up marrying. Hmm. Um, That's not the right way to choose that. Who well, did you end up having to? Kill? I'm also playing the wrong game. So.
1: <laughs> I had to fuck Kanye West, uh-huh. uh, marry Ashton Kutcher,
4: and kill Fred Durst. <laughs> uh, they the way they structured the wedding was kind of I don't know. It was kind of skeezy in terms of like free to play stuff. Like they had the first thing they do when you choose the uh, the, the let's get married option is they have you buy this wedding dress which costs $10,000 in in-game currency. And um I was saving up for this. I was like, okay, I've got the $10,000. It took like a week and I bought the wedding dress. And then immediately they're like, okay, now you need to hurry up and reserve this uh wedding location in Florence uh for like $13,000 in the next 24 hours or else your someone uh, some other like rival celebrity is going to get married at the same time in the same place. And we can't have that. Um, and I was just, well, I'm not going to buy money. So we'll see what happens if you don't do that. Nothing bad happened. It was just oh, just a shame that so-and-so is going to get married at the same time. So you just got fewer celebra points? I think so, yeah. yeah. They call those fans. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. And then they showed me this bare brick wall. And it was like, okay, now you need to decorate your wedding venue. <laughs> and everything costs, you know... Yeah, the, the K-Stars to buy. So I was like, well, I guess I'm getting married in front of a brick wall.
2: Like evening at the improv? <laughs> yeah, having yeah. an improv yeah. wedding. Yeah. <laughs> like- the comedy
0: seller. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, my mind went to, like, firing squad. So. <laughs> uh,
4: Same thing. Yeah, yeah am I right?
0: Might as
1: well night. be, am I right? Valentine's
2: you know, Day Massacre. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah um, so it really seemed like, and I was expecting, like, my fiance to just say fuck this and run off <laughs> and, but it and then immediately afterwards you had to spend a bunch of money on the honeymoon so I ended up like at the end of this with with almost no money in the bank which which is, puts you in a weird state where like normally like flying across the world costs like $15 but I couldn't even do that so I had to like sit in Florence and like tap on a seagull every five minutes because that's how you get money <laughs>
2: Is, is this? Are you asking us, is this going to end with you asking us to borrow money?
4: <laughs> so do you, do you, are you playing I'm this game? Can you send me money? I don't you're know. You're <laughs>
1: entertaining your fans by feeding Alka-Seltzer to seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> they give you $10 for everyone you explode. Well,
4: the, the money comes out of the seagull.
1: Oh, okay. So <laughs> uh, somebody feeds them a quarter and then you feed them an Alka-Seltzer. Right, right. Pops, That's how you get interest. the quarter out of okay. the seagull. Yeah.
4: Oh, there was one other interesting thing that happened, which was that They had asked me which of, like, three brands I want to sponsor, and I picked the Motor Oil brand because that was hilarious. (laughs) And then, like, immediately there was all this bad press in the game about how, oh, she'll just do anything for a dollar because... Apparently, I'm not supposed to promote motor oil. What were the other options? Oh, it was. They were like perfume, other like more. Oh, so she likes murdering whales for their ambergris, (laughs) right? (laughs) Do you murder whales to get that? I thought it just washed up on the shore. Oh, huh? I don't know. I thought I think
2: pearls just wash up on the shore too, don't you? Uh,
1: Don't they? (laughs) I mean, if Dishonored taught me anything, getting (laughs) it's it's that getting the magical bullshit out of whales requires you to really (laughs) torture them a lot. Uh...
4: Yep, um, I'm surprised there wasn't a whale torturing mini game, and maybe in one of the expansions, uh, just tap a whale and it burps up a Jonas Ugh. Brothers CD. <laughs> oh, this is catchy. I
1: <laughs> can probably sell this for fifteen dollars. <laughs> no, get the fuck out of here.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's me in video games. Hmm. You just been working a lot, or what? what well, just a the, lot
1: of it or, is. Or, that- or is this that weird? Like quasi doldrums that happens when no video games come out.
4: Well, for me, it was it was mostly that my energy was almost entirely spent on Global Game Jam and then recovering from Global Game Jam, and so I didn't really have the uh, the <coughs> spare like brain power to learn a new game. So I'm just playing games I've already played. So
5: my mom sent me some beer jam. <laughs>
4: How was
1: that? What? I, it's weird. <laughs> I mean, we haven't
3: eaten. It's any just of a it. jar
5: of yeast? No, it's <laughs> it's like jelly. It's like jelly that it also tastes like beer. We tried some of the IPA Ugh. jam. Was it good? It was. Wait, it was jelly that tastes like beer. Alphabet
4: it,
3: jam. It was weird.
5: It's it smells like a like a bar. Great. And huh. yeah, like you know how like a bar has like stale beer smell sometimes. Yeah. Um. That. But it's—I mean—it's just one of the classic sugary, good things about a bar. Sort of beer-flavored kind of substance.
0: That sounds like the worst thing. It's, so, uh, so
4: I think it might be a good cooking ingredient. Do you know how this was made? Nope. <laughs> what, does it have the consistency of jam? It's
5: like a thick jelly. It's like a thick, thick jelly. Right, yeah. Like
4: my understanding is that you make jam by boiling fruit and sugar, right? Yep. You probably boil beer and sugar, but. That wouldn't – would that get thicker like that? Would that have the – Yeah,
5: sure it would. I mean, the alcohol would all evaporate, right? Yeah, okay, And then you'd just be left okay. with the beer flavor.
1: But mm. I don't – I mean, if you boil water, it doesn't turn into like water jelly.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I
4: think it does. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, so, I had mushroom ice cream. opposite of ice. Today. Yeah, that
4: yeah. was it's Not, it's not mushroom Portland. sorbet.
2: No, just a mushroom ice cream from a wacky Portland. Mm. Oh, Yeah pretty repulsive like okay. it, it tasted really sweet and then tasted like a mushroom
1: okay um, uh-huh.
2: in that order so yeah
1: oops. you don't
4: get like a candied mushroom really mm, yeah you do in fall in london okay <laughs> yeah that's that's the whole i that was the whole Bit there, I didn't know. Have you also been playing? Fall <laughs> didn't in have London a joke still? to follow that up.
1: Oh yeah, so have a bunch of, like a bunch of people in the video games hot dog forums have like gotten either back into or into Fall in London. In yeah, the first that's, place. that
4: seems to be happening.
1: It's a it's a thing that's real easy to do that instead of something you're supposed to be doing uh-huh. <laughs> when uh-huh. the bookmark is right there in front of you. Yep, uh, that's what I've learned.
5: It reminds yep. me of Reactor Incremental. Yeah, Jesus is Christ. The past that, did
1: days. did you play any uh, Reactor Incremental this week? Is that is it.
4: that a thing that I'm not aware yeah, of?
1: It's on Congregate. It's it's like a kind of a cool. It it, it has amazing. all the trappings
5: of a is it Stupid like Cookie Clicker?
1: Sort of. It's, it's way way more interesting than that in terms okay. of its design. Um,
5: yeah, you are trying to design a reactor that does not immediately just melt down. You like produce power and you you, sell the power
1: for cash you're producing power and managing heat yeah the heat and the byproduct is like the main problem it's like a big grid that you can place things on and they cost a certain amount and then they do a certain amount of stuff for each tick but then there's like vents that you know reduce heat that destroy heat that is placed in them and then they're you know the 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 power cells that create the things that you sell for money also produce heat and then there's like conduits that move the heat from one place to another and coolant tanks that will store a bunch of heat for a while and like it's actually kind of an interesting optimization problem with some you know a little bit of like risk reward stuff built into it and it's it's just compelling enough to keep playing you although you
2: the energy jelly at the end
1: you do yep. you get you get you, <laughs> you create enough heat and you get uh you get plutonium jelly <laughs> that sounds it, dirty it, but you know, I'm looking at it and it shows you everything. This is everything that you're ever going to be able to build, and this is like the thing that you're doing now, except the number is an order of magnitude bigger, yeah. and it it's aggravating it's to a me little that more i keep complicated doing than it.
5: That, right? Because you get to a point where you can't there's more heat than you can manage with the sort of naive approaches, and so You have to construct something that's way more complicated, but it getting to that point is tricky and expensive.
1: And if you fuck up, it just destroys everything. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's pretty great. The whole screen turns red and then every all of your stuff catches on fire and you're like, oh, that was expensive. Yep. But you know. It's an incremental game. I wish that more of those games understood what was good about Candy Box.
3: Yeah. Like,
1: the fact that there was more to it than it looked like there was. Oh, yeah. played a little bit more of that The Ensign game after the last time I talked about it. it Yeah, I played a little bit of that. It does, you know, go on and get to where it's like the sequel to A Dark Room. Mm -hmm. Um, But... eh. You know, it's still just the part of that game that I didn't actually feel like was all that interesting. I actually kind of liked the incremental part of a dark room yeah. more than I liked the expeditions exactly. part of it. Yeah. yeah. Because they were they were just a little too tightly made, like
4: they were too difficult. <laughs> yeah, I found the expeditions pretty frustrating. You know, it was it I was like easier. A, I
0: like a game where I can explore, but not when it takes an hour to collect the spears and stuff you need to go explore and then it's all lost when you die
1: yeah and then if you fuck up it's all gone like yeah. that that like for whatever reason the expeditions in candy box didn't feel
5: they were just always one screen right? quite like that yeah and like you, it was it a,
1: you didn't really have any choices i to don't make.
4: think you lost it much if you if you failed at them either you kind I mean, of consumed
1: could... the potions yeah. that you used oh, yeah. and
4: stuff right like you ran out of Fudge. oh yeah and the, the and you lose the health which required the time or brewing or the potions minigame was kind of tedious the which one uh in, in candy Bucks, brewing the potions
1: yeah you really uh, kind it was a little only weird had to do stuff once though like you didn't mm. the the most tedious stuff they didn't make you do over and over again but yeah because yeah.
4: Yeah, you
0: could do them in quantity once you had enough. oh out. right That's
1: yeah yeah Played anything gary
0: yeah um Lots of stuff
2: for for assignment for other podcasts, right? <laughs> um, and then in my not doing that time um, between like joylessly grinding out new items in the Binding of Isaac, um, <laughs> which I spent a ridiculous amount of time doing, and you know wasn't particularly like after a certain point. Like I I adore that game, but it has been.
4: So how do you grind items in the Binding of Isaac other than just playing it a lot? That's how you do it. Okay. The, um,
2: you just keep trying, uh, just keep trying.
4: <clears throat> so. By grinding, you mean playing without enjoying it?
2: Yeah, yeah. So All just right. joylessly playing is what. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Just, just sadly masturbatorially like. I kind of bounced off of
1: the new one. Like I just got to the point where it's like games. I was good enough at it that games were taking too long to really yeah. be mm. fun, it's- and then I also like wasn't unlocking anything every time. It kinda of catfishes you
2: because when you first start playing it, it's like, oh, like I can play this in twenty minutes or twenty five minutes and then like now that I can regularly beat it, it's closer to fifty minutes yep. for a game. But it requ- I'm I played the first one so much, I played this one so much that I can have like a YouTube on in the background or have a podcast on or have a movie I need to watch for school or something like that. Hmm. So it's a very good thing to do with my hands without hmm. having to think that much. Right. Like sure, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like knitting for me. But uh other than that, um, I've been playing a game on 3DS that has been on my backlog for a really long time, and I finally got around to called Crimson Shroud. Do hmm. you guys know
0: about that? Um, no. Is that the one that's like super RPG simulationy with the little yeah. dudes on the board, and you're actually rolling dice and stuff?
2: Yeah, it's by the the um, Final Fantasy Tactics guy, mm-hmm. and it is a JRPG that takes tons of trappings from Dungeons and Dragons. So uh your characters are represented by actual miniatures, like they don't animate. They are just pieces that move and when you like die Hitman, they get Ghost knocked time. over. Uh. Yeah. And like a lot of the things, it's like roll these dice and use the touch screen to pick up a big handful of D twenties to roll your your damage and stuff. And it's really good. It's mm-hmm. like really, really, really good. It's like and it's like a Maybe. six hour JRPG, which doesn't happen. Oh wow. Which is awesome.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah. So-
0: Maybe I'll go back to that uh, if you. That's if you
4: something that's that much. actually
0: because I, I played it for like a little bit and I was like ah oh, this is pretty good and then never went back to it. Yeah me me too like
2: I bounced this is my second attempt to try to get through it and this time it's stuck. Hmm. Um, the JRPG
4: like length thing that really has something something that's bothered me for a while because JRPG fans are like our age.
3: Mm-hmm. like they it don't peaked, have time for yeah it's like peaked with the playstation to understand
1: that they're gonna be dead like tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right. what are yeah. you doing
3: <laughs> and
4: but there's still like you if you took a poll of people who like say they like jrpgs they would not like a game that's less than 20 hours long is unacceptable
2: It's it's now I love it. At the time, though, and it's funny because we replay things for Watch Out for Fireball. So, like, last summer we played Final Fantasy VII again, and I'm like, I love this game when it came out, and I still like it. Like, I appreciate things about it, but Jesus Christ, is a time suck. Right. You know, and I'm just not – and I'm not even being a completist about it. Just, like, the main thing is 40 hours, which is unreasonable. Right, right. I feel
0: the same way, but then on the other hand, I sunk 300 hours into Dark Souls (laughs) two. Well, I know, so something about the kind of kinetic
2: feel of like an action year game hmm. feels better to me than a JRPG. Yeah, it's and I
4: feel like spending it's, you it's know, more skill based, right? Yeah. You're actually building up an I'm ability probably played
1: character getting better. 150, 200 hours of spelunky. Yeah. But because that was actually like every improvement was not the game saying you have 151 of these things it's instead of 150 of them. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just me getting better at the game. Like, yeah. You know.
2: Um, I, I talk about it from time to time on the show, but Z-Boyd Games makes really good short JRPGs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Are those the um,
1: people that eventually took over for... They did that Cthulhu Saves the World, and yeah. they took over for the Penny Arcade? Yeah. I really liked the first Penny Arcade
2: yeah, I, RPG,
1: the, the Hothead one. And then the second one came out and just ran at, like, 0.05 frames per second on my computer, mm, oh. and they're... They they went out of business before they could respond to any of the posts in the support forum <laughs> to the other people Is that, that what this happened? was happening to. Like, Well, it was like, I guess just nobody bought, like, the second yeah. Penny Arcade. The, the second episode of that Penny Arcade oh. RPG was just this, like, Hail Mary in the hopes of, of saving the franchise, and it just didn't work at all.
4: Yeah. W- were those the same people who made the Death Spank? Mm.
2: I don't. I feel like no, um, mm. but I, I could be wrong. Hmm.
4: I, I, I feel like you might be right. Hmm, actually, that does but sound they, right to me, too. But um, I'm just wondering what... Okay, so it doesn't sound like you could tell me what the timeline was for all those games. No, I think that both of those, those Death Spank was a similar thing where like, people bought the Death. first one, and then nobody realized it was actually episodic until the second one came out like yeah, three Death months Spank later. was made
0: by Hothead. Oh, okay, okay,
4: yeah. And then nobody bought the second one because... What we played the first we, we already were full up on Death's Bank.
0: But it's also yeah. like
1: you don't I mean, I don't know why that you would make that kind of game episodically. Like it, it's like a sort of a grindy loot game. Like the penny arcade game yeah, I, don't think I it thought was, was very really well out. like there were like twenty fights. You know, it was a JRPG where there were like yeah. twenty fights in it and then it was over, and then you know, you'd move on to the second one and get some more story. Like it was a it was like if Costume Quest was was the way that it should have been? Was it was fun. like a quarter as long, and yeah. and yeah. only unique things that were fun instead yeah. of at all grindy. Yeah.
4: But well, for I, what it's worth, I played uh, the second penny arcade game on uh, the 360, and it ran reasonably performantly there, and it pl- it was about as good as the first one. So.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I'd like to play it. I just couldn't on the computer that I had at the time because it ran like yeah. I would go to open the inventory, and it would take like three minutes to open the inventory. So there was just something <laughs> wrong with it. Yeah. And then they never bothered fixing any bugs with it because okay. it, nobody bought it.
2: I never, I never played the penny arcade ones. I played both or other the Cthulhu saves the world and breath of death, 7, right. which I like a lot. And yeah. they're, you know,
1: they seem to not want to waste your time, ranges. right? Like you, you get an, you get a potion and it's like, now this is just a new verb that you have in every yeah. fight from here on. There's like, tons of optimization.
2: Not... There are a limited number of random battles in an area. And then at that point you opt in. So it's, you just have an option oh, on the menu nice. to do a random battle. That's cool. Um, which was really cool. Uh, Crimson Shroud doesn't quite do that. Um, because you do have some fights where you have to kind of repeat in the same area, but they do a good job of adding story stuff. There's kind of a narration that feels dungeon mastery mm. that's going on. So in between, you know, I had to fight a, find a skeleton mage to get through this door. And, uh, in between fights, I was getting a little bit of like story stuff and they, they're revealing the backstory through like flashbacks and stuff. It's really neat. And it's just I looked up on a walkthrough to uh, to see how long it was, and it's one dungeon. Like it is supposed to be d and D dungeon hmm. essentially, um, but with GRPG kind of combat mechanics. Um, it's really cool. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, and then just stuff for for the show. So beat is Jack that stuff radio. you can yeah, talk we'll about? we hear about that on the Duckfeed huh? Network. Yeah, you can go <laughs> duckfeed.tv. Okay, You're all about it. The uh, we like Je- we like Jack grind Radio. <laughs> the, all right, uh, preview.
1: I never played. The, that game is like in a series right like there's there's two okay. there's a
2: sequel on xbox mm-hmm. but then we just played the first one which is a dreamcast original but there's a pc port and it's get. like
1: about inline skating around and oh, yeah. <laughs> tagging tagging walls there's like one of the four games i had places. when
2: i was when i had a Dreamcast. it's also one of the four games that was contemporaneous that dragula in the, in the mm. soundtrack. So it, it's rich in Dracula goodness.
1: Yeah. Um, what was surely one of the Tony? Did one of the Tony Hawks have Dracula? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah Dracula's
2: <laughs> back and better than ever. And Crazy Taxi, I think I had Dracula. I think. Yeah, it was Dreamcast. Like Dracula owned Dreamcast.
4: Yeah, man. Yeah. I remember the Crazy Taxi soundtrack being. The offspring and bad religion. Maybe that was two.
2: It's a lot of offspring, but I think Dracula just got snuck in there. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> just, they just threw a little Dracula on there. Maybe they couldn't well,
4: afford they the license in through the for the GameCube <laughs> <Yeah>. version.
3: <laughs>
2: well, they invited him in. So, yeah. To... Um, but yeah. So just mostly playing things on Simon and then,
1: you know. Is that a lot of your, uh, a lot of your game playing for most the last of... four or five years?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's most of it. Like I feel guilt free, like when I get, Stuff down and then I start something different. So I played like, uh, like an hour or two of The Witcher Two. Like I kind of wanted to play that because every once in a while I'm like I'm in the mood for a dark fantasy, right? And I'm in, I'm in you know feel kind of goony about it. But uh, I want a
1: sexy wizard lady to magic. I don't, her I don't want any off. of the sex stuff. I just yeah. want.
2: I just want uh, you know gritty angry albinos
1: sure and then later you could go look at some porn exactly <laughs> like that's the, i separate the two like things there's no Listen, reason Guys, for these, i can masturbate there's no no actual reason to actual <laughs> nudity in one thing
2: in in the witcher one they have those little sex cards which are really famous and you, you do the first village and there's a, a character who's a witch who's persecuted by the village and uh they're setting up the sympathy narrative for her. like she's not actually that bad she's being persecuted you're doing your last stand and she's like you know do you want to to lay down you know, and she's kind of seducing you and they're like sure and then when it shows the sex card it's her naked covered in skulls and blood <laughs> and she's just bearing, wearing an ankle length gown the entire game um and it's like the, the sexy witch version has just been like rolled around in an abattoir Whoa. before getting it on with you it's real weird
4: so my understanding is that those cards like i thought you were collecting them but is it the case that they just show you the card once and then you can't review them? Like you don't have a, a book of them later?
2: I I never tried. Okay. Like I didn't, well. Uh, the, the well first okay. Wait. Let's
4: talk to somebody who's willing to admit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, as previously discussed, I can find videos. Yeah. Like if I need, I can I can masturbate to animate no, things.
4: This is actually like something that as game designers we should understand this. Like it's it's better if you earn it.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the I I don't know. Is that a is that a opinion that you guys sure? Like, I don't think that you should get boners from video games,
4: just well, as a matter of ethics.
2: Yeah, not ethics. I just, I just don't. I don't know, man. Like, I just said, there's something about it that runs me the wrong way. I have Actually, to, it's about boners in video. Yeah, I, I, have,
1: <laughs> I have, I have, I have thought about that assertion that you've made on many, many podcasts that I've listened to, and it, like, okay, so what about rotoscoped porn? It like. <laughs> So if you were jerking off to rotoscope Oh wait, porn, so are we talking about Are you jerking like- off to a cartoon and it's not okay to jerk off to cartoons like Why would it it not be okay to jerk off to cartoons? Well, I think Gary's assertion is that it's probably not okay to jerk. Like, the same reason that it's not okay to get a boner playing a video game, in your mind, it's probably not okay to get a boner from, like, a hentai.
2: It rubs me the wrong way. Like, saying (laughs) it's (laughs) (laughs) not
3: okay. I don't want...
1: I don't want... It doesn't rub
2: me the right way. I don't want to take it away from anyone, I guess.
4: Right. Okay, okay. But this isn't, like, an ethical statement. It's more, like, not what you're into.
1: I think I... But I think I agree with you on some level that, like, it... it, (sighs) So, for instance, I, like, I think that the romance stuff in Mass Effect games is absurd, and and I feel like even the worst movie in the world is somehow more valid than that. Yeah. But but I can't exactly articulate why. I mean, it almost feels like a just, like,
4: clumsiness of the medium. Well, I think it's it's trying to systematize romance kind of does the whole idea... Of romantic <clears throat> disservice.
1: Well, sure. Like if you give them enough gifts, then they will make out with you with your helmet still on. Yeah, right. <laughs> like it, it's it's just it's actually the it is the payoff that bothers me. It's not. It is not the means by which you a- you hate endings of all
2: kinds.
5: The, so. the, the
1: payoff right? even happy ones. I hate <laughs> the happy ones in it. Um, For a happy beginning. But no, I mean it's just it's it's. I, I really have spent a bunch of time thinking about you saying, like, your assertion yeah. that it's not okay to get a boner playing a video game. Because, like, is it okay to get a boner looking at a picture, like, yeah, looking I, at a drawing? And it's like, well, in a way, like, probably yes, because it's triggering the same biology.
4: So but is it okay just, to get a boner due to electrical impulses impulses in your brain? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I mean, so, sort of, to, like, just, you know, disclaim, like... One thing is that, like, this is probably the first time I've been challenged on this, so well, I'm thinking I, I, about it, like, and I'm not
1: even trying to challenge no, you. I'm you, just like you, i like
2: I welcome you to. Like I'm just thinking about it. And then two, I'll admit that I'm working out a lot on gut instinct with this stuff. So I haven't sure. thought about it a lot. Like, what the difference is because I'm a big games or art guy,
1: right. The idea getting <laughs> of- games or corn. from a novel but doesn't it, like bother does, me. See, but like jerking off while you're playing the witcher does seem like yeah, a, a, a thing like... a creep would do and not.
3: <laughs> I wonder
2: how much of it is like, it's unnecessary. Like it it's, it's, is, it's, is there something that is making you get a stronger boner because you are earning that sex card versus just Googling the witcher sex cards? So
4: I think I, it's certainly more titillating. It feels more you think,
2: like you think when there's I... an interaction between the eroticism and the like, Player reward center.
4: Yeah, I think so. Kind
1: of mm. I mean, I think you probably can't help it, right? Like, you, you like a Skinner and, and box, shouldn't a want Skinner to. box I mean... that occasionally delivers porn is probably pretty yeah. awesome <laughs> as far as your stupid <laughs> lizard brain knows, right? Like, but I mean, I'm trying to like, I remember like being really excited at the idea of this like strip poker program that my friends passed around when I was like 13 and thinking like, why, why wouldn't I just go look at the other pictures of naked women that I have instead of, like, waiting to jerk off until I win a bunch of hands of poker? Yeah. yeah. But, like, there was something compelling about it, and that's probably bad. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> like I think your, your argument that it's lame is probably really accurate.
2: Yeah. I don't know whether I want to say it's morally wrong. Or anything like that. Like, I, I think your
4: instinct there, thing. Zach, is just you're just uh, assuming all the time that you are a bad person. Well, right, and then mm-hmm. extrapolating to everybody else.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's true, but it does it does seem like you said weird, weird and unnecessary. But I feel. But the thing is, I feel the exact same way about the romance options in Mass Effect, and it is not because of the ways in which those are like demonstrably crass and reductive of yeah, like, and, and you know, super
0: clumsy resource yeah.
1: acquisition equals a girl likes you, which yeah. I feel like is, you I, th- know.
2: that's part of, I think that might be part of what I'm reacting to as well. Is that like, it does feel, even if you take the romance aspect out of it and reduce it entirely to sex, it does feel reductive in a way that is kind of gross, like gamifying something that it, I feel like is inherently about the relationship between people. And and is kind of pure in that respect. Kind of grosses me out a little bit.
0: So it's so it's more the the game mechanicalness of it than say jerking off. Well, and also the
2: uncanny valiness of it is weird to me too.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. Like and then hentai like
2: there's lots of things with hentai like there's a lot of that that's really underage and gross. Like not all of it. I understand that. But like there's a lot of that that just kind of guilt by association. You know, Mm -hmm. like if you're looking at you know. 18 plus hentai, they don't necessarily have a problem with that, you know, like strictly legal.
1: Can you Uh, think of can you think of an actual like romantic subplot in a video game that landed? Gone home. Yeah, but you don't see You don't see it. You don't see it and you and I think very explicitly you don't participate in it. No,
2: you don't participate. That was the only (laughs) game that reminded me of what actual
4: And in fact like they, they work to not make it titillating.
2: Yeah. It's not titillating, but it like tugged my heartstrings in a way sure, that like sure. being yeah. a fifteen year old with a crush did. Um, that's the only thing I can think of that has
4: reproached. Yeah, I think it's very significant there that the protagonist is not part of that yeah. romance. Yeah.
2: I would feel I would feel way different otherwise, so, I think.
4: I haven't played The Witcher, but like I remember reading about oh you there is this there's a protagonist who like you 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 deliver spell books to and after five of them you have sex. And you can read this as like, oh, it's a sex for spellbooks exchange, which whatever. Do do what you – how, live how you want to live your life. But um, I was thinking about this in terms of like, okay, how could they turn that into something that is like something approaching how real people have real relationships? And the way you would do that is like you don't just hand off the spell books. Like you give her a spellbook, and then you have a conversation. And that conversation happens in a cut scene. And you see the relationship build over those five cutscenes, And at the end, there's a sex scene. And at that point, it's basically a movie that is telling the story of these two people doled out, uh, paced out by this game element, which I think could be done tastefully.
3: Hmm. The
2: Part of the problem with The Wizard is definitely that the female characters are really terribly written are just throwing themselves at this, like, okay. mutated yeah. jerk during the yeah, entire isn't thing. Isn't there,
0: like-, like, a plot reason for that, too? Like, he's the only guy in the world that can have children or something he he can't have
4: children he has three dicks he's he's the only (laughs) guy in the world who can't have children hydra he's
2: the he's the only guy who can't like he's his mutativeness makes him not be able to get girls pregnant i'm pretty sure what
1: and like pregnancy is results in death and is like there's there's
2: no it's just for titillation which is also part of what i think i'm like against even like in a movie like in a movie where i watch like this courtship this is gonna make me sound like a real prude um, if it's important that two characters have sex, I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time on it. Like it feels like it's it's not a good use of time. Oh yeah, in storytelling. I've,
0: I've had that conversation uh, before. Well, there's a as well. Full, I feel the same way. That's a just,
4: lot of movies are. A lot of movies just throw. In well, a lot of movies are just not just about storytelling at all. A lot of movies are about like here's a bunch of cool shit that you like seeing.
2: Yeah. Um, so like a purely. In fact,
4: I would I would say probably most movies are that more than they are about stories.
2: But I mean, I think that like the things that I end up liking about the movies, as if they are, you know, like I, I tend to gravitate towards the the stronger narratives. Sure, like, this makes me sound like an asshole. Like I'm not trying to say, like, well, actually, in the you well, know,
4: <laughs> the the, the it doesn't become asshole until you start like telling other people what to do, right? Yeah,
2: I, and I I don't I you know I guess I don't I don't mean to do that. Like like an example I, I think of. So I mean, there are like movies though where like a, a sex scene, like it is a movie that is has a is intricately plotted. So like it's not a deep story, but it is a complicated plot. And then by volume, if you spend three or four minutes on a sex scene, like yes, you're going to be seeing like explosions and stuff. But it's this, I you know, sometimes more time than you're spent
4: doing these so, other kind of like. So what if like the ver- very particulars of the sex are actually really important to the plot?
2: Though that can, that can happen. So like the thing I was going to think of, or or character, like um one of my favorite sex scenes in a movie is from um, the Darjeeling Limited. Where like um, Jason Schwartzman has sex with the ladies in the train train car, and like you learn a lot about his character by the way he goes about that. Like he's mm-hmm. just, you know, and that feels Like that feels like a good use of a sex scene to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it doesn't it's feel too. What the in uh,
0: American Psycho?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. That, that's great. Like <laughs> it tells you a lot about the character. This yeah. is the dumbest thing, but I actually remember feeling like when I saw the, the sex scene in Fight Club, where I was like, you know, that was actually pretty good. And was it like it was clearly a thing that was there as a stylistic choice, as opposed to a thing that was there just Italy. so that we would see some boobs? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and like you know, I there's a part of me that is afraid to go back and watch Fight Club again. Why? Because I don't like. I still think of it as a thing that was good and important to me, and I I'm afraid that it I very wouldn't. much I'm, holds up. I'm afraid that I would be embarrassed by it if I watched it again, but. I I have a
2: similar, like, I feel more sensitive about, like, hyper-masculine kind of stuff like that. I remember when I first watched that, I was just like, this speaks to me. This is, like, the Holden Call field of movies. Like, I'm not saying (laughs) that it's bad, but I have a little bit of that trouble. No, but, I mean,
1: like, I think that especially at that time for guys our age, like, it's not like, oh, there's a crisis of masculinity. But but it was, like, there really was, like, a process of figuring out what the fuck you're supposed to be. Yeah. And that... That movie really did resonate with a lot of those insecurities and it was in a way that wasn't necessarily helpful, but at least it was like <laughs> it very much was a product of its time and who me and all my friends were. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not worried time. that the movie and, is
2: now bad. I'm worried that it won't appeal to me. now. Yeah, I guess maybe that's. You know? Yeah, like
1: the movie is probably
2: you know a movie hasn't changed like it is still really good, but I just I feel like I don't need that as much as I did. Again, not trying to sound like an asshole. Sure, but it's I mean... Kind of like, I just like porn and I'm so above Fight Club. Anyway,
1: I thought the... <laughs> TV. I thought the sex scene was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, I,
2: I think so too. And it's, it also is, you know, characterization. Like when he's Tyler Durden, he's like this, you know, take no prisoners you know, fuck machine. And then it's set up immediately in contrast when, uh, Edward Norton is talking to Helena Bonham Carter afterwards. Like it's there for a reason. I think it's like the gratuitousness that I don't like. And video game sex scenes, it's hard for them not to feel gratuitous because it's very rare that the game is about that. Like, I would love to see a game that is like, this is about courtship or this is about sex.
4: Have you played realistic kissing simulator? I have
2: not, but I've seen it. (laughs) It does. It it looks like it checks all those boxes. (laughs) What, What about how do you do it? Oh, that's so good! Mm-hmm. And I also played really that. Good. So I have I've not seek, sought out these things, but also to be fair, I just realized that I want those things. I'm curious to see what what would happen if it's the focus.
1: I feel like I like in a game for there to be like sort of antagonistic flirtation that you can participate in, but having it resolve in some dumb cutscene where you can't even make people's. Eyes look in particular directions is always what is is the
4: Oh no I'm just imagining like a heavy rain style sex scene where, oh, where oh you God. just
0: You have to turn the You
3: mean
2: the like the sex and... scene in Indigo prophecy.
4: Oh, uh, yeah. I don't I never played that.
2: Oh,
0: don't
4: uh, okay. No. <laughs> it uh, it's good
0: for a laugh. It's, 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 it's okay. good. It's good yeah. for if you've an hour. Got, like yeah, it, it's 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 not long. <laughs> and yeah. it's, okay, if you've got like two or three other people in the room and some alcohol, yeah, I remember and, and looking... one person knows how to play it all the way through. Yeah.
4: I remember looking up the strips he's seen in Indigo Prophecy on YouTube because I was curious how they did the the cloth animation because like. Uh huh. Come on, you, there's so many sources of porn. <laughs> it's
2: a ghastly euphemism, Jim.
4: <laughs> Cloth animation—I expect better of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, this is something that like 3D animators always complain about. Like pr- animating, like characters putting on or taking off clothes is just impossible. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering how they did it. It was just a cut. And that's oh, why you yeah. wizard
1: you wizard them off,
2: right? right. You gizzard them off.
4: Yep.
1: You expose your Robocock. cock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Biker Chick. Oh, oh that's the really best Chick. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's wow, not bad. That's oh, a, nice. It, nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why
5: was that not the name of the game? Yeah. Fuster Cluck. That's why. Mm. Mm. Biker Chick. Biker Chicks would have been way better. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's they, a good they point. could have been just the cute ones and they're on the, you know, they're on the. But, mm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Is it
1: possible to play this game,
4: Jim? Yeah, you can go to the Global Game Jam website um, and search for Fuster Cluck, presumably. You can download it and play it. It's a PC executable.
1: We, uh, over the course of this weekend, we proposed a restaurant, an Adams Family-themed restaurant, called Uncle Fester Aunt. Uh, but then it was like wow. Uncle, Fester, and then Aunt.
3: And then we
1: started talking about that and how that's weird. <laughs> How the last part of restaurant is the word aunt, which is how some people say aunt. Oh, yeah. It's like you're one of your female relatives. Like Uncle Fester is your uncle. See, <laughs> Fester. Fester aunt.
4: Yo, yeah. I, I, like yeah. Uncle. Uh, mm. It's like slash dot dot org. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: is that all the video games, Kevin? Particle Mace. Yeah, Particle Mace.
5: Yep, that finally came out. Uh, It's now out on PC and iOS.
1: You should describe that while I go emit some particles of my
3: own.
2: Okay. It's a ghastly euphemism, Zach. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Sorry, Uh, let me me borrow your copy of The Witcher (laughs) 2.
5: I I talked about it a while ago because I played it back at IndieCade, I don't know, two years ago. Um, But it has finally uh, finally been released. Uh, You are a little spaceship and you don't have any guns. Um, and if you hit anything else, you die basically, but, uh, trailing behind your ship are these cables with these big sort of masses on them and you can zip around and swing them around like a mace, hence the particle mace.
4: Can you be hit by the masses? No, you're,
5: you, you do not hurt yourself. Um, and so there's like a single player sort of campaign with a bunch of like mission type things. And then there are like an arcade style with easy medium and like a, a weird sort of, or an easy level, a hard level, and then like a just just you versus asteroids level. Um, but then there's a bunch of co-op levels that you can uh, sort of try to to play through with another player, which is really cool. And then there's the deathmatch version of it where you are just competing with uh, up to three other people, uh, and it's really fun. What did you play it on? Uh, I have played it on iOS and on uh,
2: Mac. And it plays okay on on iOS, like it works with a touchscreen.
5: Yeah, it's a it like. It uses a virtual D-pad style control, which I'm never really excited about, um, and it mm. it works okay. Like occasionally, your finger will slip off of it, and you won't notice, and you'll die because of that kind of thing. Um, it definitely is not as good as uh, you know, a tangible control would be. Um, but he, apparently, he tried a bunch of different control schemes, and that one was the one that sort of Apple mm. felt recently the best.
0: patented a a controller that you can snap your phone into. But those have
5: existed so, for a while. I don't understand why...
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe just Apple Apple held back an API or something. Maybe it's it got a it
4: rounded better. rectangle on it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one is beveled
2: and more expensive. <laughs> 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 yeah. Huh, like That sounds interesting. And because it is on iOS, I'm more likely to play it, even if mm-hmm. it's a worse version. Sure. I so can play it on the bus. There's no
5: multiplayer on the iOS version. Oh, yeah. so it's uh Which is, I guess, not surprising, but... Uh, yeah, that's a, that's about it. Got a lot of typos in it. it well, yeah, those will hopefully <laughs> be resolved soon. So. Mm.
4: Okay. so, I I made a game um for the last 0 hour jam called Rubbery Racers which was basically the same thing as Particle Mace, except you're on a race track and opposing racers spawn around you attached to you with a rubber band. And there's no actual game there because I made the game, thing in 0 hours. But um
1: Wait, are you sure this wasn't the previous one or is there are there two of those a year? Oh no,
4: I'm sorry. You're right. It was it was over the a year last ago. one. You did Madden. <laughs> it was right. Madden Crusader. Madden Crusader. Yeah. <laughs> uh, still the best. <clears throat> the title is still the best part of that game. Um, that the game was pretty fun. Uh, it was okay. It was not as good as the title. Um, and that was one of those things where like, yeah, this is really like you can make your own game where like you can try to make the enemy, or the, the racers you're dragging around not hit the walls, or you can just try to, like, because it was based on the Mario Kart art, you could just pick, like, oh, I want to save just the Princess Peaches, and Princesses
3: and make everybody Peach, else... Princess Peach.
4: you're right, I'm sorry. Whoppers Jr. Um,
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and uh, it was one of those things where, like, yeah, I'm not really sure where to go with this game idea, it's kind of fun. And then, of course, these guys come along and, like, obviously this is where you could go with this you make asteroids out of it, as opposed to like trying He's to make a racing on this game. For
1: a while, we yeah. saw it. At, we saw it at Indiecade like two years ago.
4: Oh like, shit! Okay, so I first... apparently, apparently they've had that they had that idea long before I did.
1: It was interesting. Maya described it as a game with zero art assets, everything which, is pro- yeah, or, because everything just... yeah, because everything is factor. But that's not re- like
5: well, there are no there are no concrete assets that like loads as pngs or whatever
1: it's just everything is general. sure but no bitmaps is not the same as no art
5: uh but she doesn't say no art she says no art assets mm,
1: okay does she not consider a sequence of vector uh no nope, i don't think anybody does artists? i, I oh, bet oh really so you're yeah. saying that nothing in uh a, a flash has ever been art no n-
4: no, yeah, no no art has ever no, been made in adobe illustrator that. nothing drawn out of lines <laughs> has ever been art yeah there you go yeah, it's it legit. has to
2: be a loving expression of sex between two willing partners. Okay, yeah, okay. That's, that's
4: the only thing that's that art. Yeah, <laughs> this is—it's an example of a. I think that and like Geometry Wars, for example, are good examples of like here is how you can make programmer art look reasonable.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I think Geometry Wars two is a really good looking game, and that was just basically geometric shapes, right? Uh, very, very simple and.
1: But a lot of I bet there was decisions effects. made about the shaders and, yeah. and yes, the yes. ways in which they're presented, right? Exactly, I mean, yeah. So,
4: so it's you could, but I bet there wasn't a uh, a dedicated artist on um on Particle Mace. Well, sure. I think it was just made by one guy. Yeah, I bet you're right. Yeah. There was
5: there was somebody who did some music, but it was all just Andy Wallace.
1: Is there a news section this year?
0: I have game.
1: Do you have game news?
5: No, Roof has know. a game that he has played. <laughs> R- R- played, played
0: oh, I'm you sorry. Played. I thought... Mm, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about Riff. Uh I played a little you bit have a of... a checklist. I played a little bit of an Infinifactory. Good. Um, What'd you think? It's, it's real good. Uh, I'm probably going to have to wait for the Mac version to play any more of it, though, because I discovered it's the sort of game where I can't sit down and play it in a real long session because my brain gets too tired right. i want to just play like two levels and then come back to it later and if i have to reboot my computer into into windows boot mode every time that's a real pain in the ass just get a
1: real computer uh, and i have a on, real computer put it on a different table
0: but, and um, then you can
1: go over to it and play a video game whenever you want.
0: <laughs> but it's it's really fun. I I I need I need more people on my Steam list playing it because I only had Zach's scores to compare myself. to. Oh yeah. I'm wondering how you solved the the last the one where you have to build that missile because I feel like my because you you your solution was I forget if it was faster or smaller or both. But I I feel like my solution to that puzzle was was real weird. <laughs> so.
1: Right, that was the one where you have the you have the thing shitting out rockets and the thing shitting out nose cones and then a thing shitting out centerpieces three yeah. times as fast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It was it was uh, it was interesting. I I had to I know, I cobbled together this weird four-input and gate to move all the stuff around, but yeah, it was no, Can't that's you, a good game.
1: I guess you cannot yet like I think eventually you will be able to just then click on my name on that and see my version of the solution. I think it's what they were saying that that was like, save your solution is like a forthcoming feature. Yeah. Mm. I, you know, I hit a wall in it and I like got to a thing where it's like, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to solve this puzzle. And as it stands now, I can't look at anyone else's solution mm. to see even the, like the basics of whatever it is I'm not thinking of here. And so I was sort of just waiting for Kevin to play it.
0: <laughs> and I feel like that's how, that's how all those, well, I mean, at once you're out of the tutorial levels, that's how a lot of those puzzles start though. Cause like looking at that missile one, I was like, how the hell is this possible? But I mean, you just start, you start putting some blocks down and you move them around and eventually something clicks.
1: Yeah, once you get the rote the things that rotate
0: mm.
1: pieces, that's where I just hit a wall where I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I don't like I wish there had been some easier puzzles to ease me into th- like there's a thing where you have to sort of like you have a thing that is emitting one piece at a time and you have to arrange them into a plus shape. Mm. You have to put 5 of them into a cross and I have no fucking idea. Like I just messed with it and messed with it and messed with it and never even got close, huh. and I just I like I don't. There's got to just be some trick, but whatever it is eluded me, and I can't look at anybody else's solution. So do do blocks fuse to each other if they? They can uh, if you you can make them pass through a space that will cause them to fuse together. Is like, that
5: what you're trying to do to make them into a
3: plus?
1: Yeah, you got you got to get five of them to fuse into a plus shape, and. Yeah, I was getting nowhere. I want you to play it, Kevin, so that okay, I can see how somebody with actual spatial skills
0: builds <laughs> yeah, machines. Yeah, so we can all so we can all see Kevin's high scores when we finish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And exactly. be dismayed.
1: <laughs> I never got far enough into Space Cam to the point where it was variable enough that ah, so the good. leaderboards mattered. But you guys, you played all the way through it, didn't you, Kevin? I did. Yeah. Did you finish it, Riff?
0: Uh, I don't think I ever finished it. Mm. The final boss battle. I got battle pretty is far.
5: Fucking brutal.
1: <laughs> but it's weird that there's a boss.
5: Yep. There's, well, there's a, yeah, there's several boss there battles. in Yeah. It's weird. Very strange. I had
4: looked, I had looked at space cam and I was thinking like, if I hadn't already done all my programming and assembly language for this life, I'd be really into this game. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not quite as bad as assembly language, but I, I, I like, I mean, 6502 assembly is actually pretty nice. Um,
1: but uh what what have you have you actually done a
4: bunch of assembly language programming for anything other than like a college class? I I just for fun. Mm. Back if I I was in the demo scene back in the day. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um You should talk to Paolo, the the shader programmer here. I I should. Is is he usually here? Yeah. I, I'll I don't he's know. I'll say hi. At some point. He's the Italian one. <laughs> okay. he's, he's he 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 uh, I think I heard an Italian
1: accent earlier today. He does a lot of, you know, a, a lot of bit math, uh-huh. a lot of uh a lot of reverse engineer. I didn't realize this. A lot of shader work in modern AAA game development just happens via like basically hooking up a packet sniffer to the GPU and playing somebody else's game and seeing what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Like, yeah, that makes sense. Weird. (laughs) Like, (laughs) well, that's, that's actually, actually, no, that's surprising to me because shaders, like they're distributed in source form and they're compiled on, um, on the computer you run them on. So I don't know why you wouldn't just look up, look at the, uh, shader source code. Can you always get that out of like a Bioshock Infinite? Maybe or that's whatever? actually what they're sniffing—is that it's there, it's, hooked, it's yeah. hooked up to the compiler, right? That make that would make sense. Oh, because I don't think that like those people are like, hey, here's the open
1: source code for our shaders that make this right, right? Whatever the fuck happened in Bioshock Infinite, right? <laughs> like put uh, a bird on everything.
4: Uh, but uh, about SpaceCam, I was. I don't know. I, I When I look at that, I, I look at that abstractly and hope that, like, okay, they're building up to something. Like, you're actually, all these levels are, like, you designing an integrated circuit. And then, like, you're going to build a machine that plays Tetris by the end of it or something like that.
5: I mean, it's close. Is it? <laughs> kind <laughs> of, yeah.
4: Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you shouldn't spoil it. But um, I'm really curious.
5: It's, I think... You shouldn't get your hopes up for Tetris, but okay. it's, it, you're definitely you're definitely it's building clacks, up to to clacks. Oh, <laughs> damn it!
4: It's not the '90s anymore. Was that your game riff,
0: um, or do you have base, two games? I I kind of have a second game. I've just started. It? It's called Middens. I've only just started playing it so I I don't have a lot to say about it yet. It's an RPG Maker game somebody made. It's very surreal and weird. It reminds me a lot of Space Funeral but with much nicer art.
1: Midden's and, like like bur- the Burrows of Rats?
0: Yes. Okay. And uh it the the story starts with your character who is some kind of knight maybe or at least a guy in a red robe with a face concealing helmet uh discovering a sentient revolver on the ground and and this gun which has an eyeball on it and lips in front of the trigger guard and <laughs> mentions to you that when you're carrying if if you pull the trigger your finger will be close enough to its mouth that it can lick your hand <laughs> <laughs> and and it it takes you on this very strange journey through a strange place but like i said i haven't i haven't played enough of it to really get deep into it i i i started a fight with a with a monster i found that turned out to be way too difficult for me it seems like most of the it it's the the combat is jrpg style just you know your standard menu combat but there don't seem to be random fights there's the the characters are just moving around on the screen as you're walking around and you can initiate a fight by shooting somebody with this revolver i'm not i don't yet know how many of these fights are actually optional like if i tried to go through the game without starting any fights what would happen
1: do you Um, get like upgraded lipstick for the gun
0: i haven't yet but it's still early days
1: (laughs) gold gold fronts like an intimidating toothpick or like a you have it chew on a match like from that sylvester stallone movie cobra
0: That'd be pretty good,
1: and then in the last scene, you he lights the match and sets the bad guy on fire. Spo- spoilers, I'm uh, sorry. Oh, oh no, <laughs> what else could you put in a mouth?
0: Uh, your teeth, your finger. Yeah, <laughs> Do you
1: think it already has teeth? And, and guys, come on, straw. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with the RPG food. upgrade system here. Yeah, okay, can <laughs> feel you feel like, this
2: yeah, like mouth guard? Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. armor, yeah,
1: sure. yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Then braces. you can pistol whip people without
4: breaking your gun's teeth. Tongue ring. <laughs>
2: mm. A lip ring. That'd be an armor or a weapon rather.
4: Mm. X-ray you know, plates. When I got a crown, I was okay. I, I was asking the dentist if I could get it made out of like carbon fiber. But he wouldn't go for it. Mm. So,
5: Did you ask if you could get one just for the outside of your head instead of for your tooth? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs>
2: that's,
5: a
1: A helmet. <laughs> I'd sort of like a, a crown that just looks like a little king's crown
4: inside your mouth.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. With just, jewels just, on it. Yeah. Just etched with, yeah, that would be nice. Or you crown of thorns. You wouldn't cause... want to have
0: those points, though.
2: <laughs> the uh, Elizabeth had a, a piece of, like, bric-a-brac, like a ceramic thing, that was a little, like, a like about the size of a butter dish, that had a king on it. And on the side, it had written, for the king, colon, teeth garage. And it was what? it was meant for false teeth. Oh, like we had to find him, instead, for the king teeth garage. That's amazing.
1: Wow. Yeah. And it what? Hmm. Aren't you supposed to keep your false teeth in a bowl I'm of algae seltzer or, teeth or not, something? No. <laughs> I guess. Okay. So before it's they a invented a glass in there. of
4: Coca Cola.
1: Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> no, <laughs> Then they just disappear.
2: <laughs> They're disposable. You just well, that's how you know when
1: it's okay to die. Yeah. Uh, my teeth are gone.
4: <laughs> oh, you pour the Coca Cola back into a mold the next day. Oh, <laughs> and just, oh, just huh, huh.
1: Yeah, you're just constantly dissolving and reforging your own teeth. <laughs> that's <laughs> how they keep their shape.
4: <laughs> okay.
1: But then what if the mold, you know, the mold starts to deteriorate over time, so it ends up like Star Wars you action figures. You need to figures. put the mold Where?
4: in a glass of Coca-Cola. okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, okay.
1: A glass of and then the you've there. got a mold do. mold. <laughs> yeah. Done it. Okay.
4: Well, you put the mold, then you pour it into your mouth and hold it there until it hardens. Ah,
1: <laughs> oh, but what if you're thirsty and you swallow the, the delicious 40-year-old? <laughs> then you no, get, yeah, Then you get teeth <laughs> shaped
4: like a stomach. <laughs> <laughs> hmm
1: hey is there any is there any news that anybody is aware of now that we're all done talking about our video games There was with? a
4: um <laughs> this is video game news I'm sorry no I'm it's, that's what it was supposed to be there I forget the name of it, but there was a visual novel engine released for um a doom source port
2: tell me more and <laughs> yes,
3: that's,
4: I thought that would be enough <laughs> it, <laughs> Uh it was based on uh H-Doom apparently which I was curious what what could that possibly be? Um and H-Doom is also what you would imagine. It's uh it it adds breasts to all the enemies and then when you kill them there's a sex scene. Wait, why is that a- Is that like hentai? Yes, exactly. Oh. Well, oh, so uh, but the reason I just was putting
3: re-
1: H in front of something mean hentai? Uh, like for H- I can't five, think of anything else H my- could stand oh, for.
4: But- like uh, there are no other words that start with h, right? I guess that's true. Mm, horse. I mean there's hand horse draw. horse doom. Okay. Oh
1: man, remember that joke I made the other day yes, about that how a good joke. I was Why didn't you I tweet was, it? I was doing uh, cocaine and heroin at the same time and I got a
4: charlie horse. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's that's pretty good.
4: Yeah. But the reason I was reminded of this is because um there there is a uh, early on in in the 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 intro level for H Doom, there was a shotgun where if you go to try to pick it up, it uh, the shotgun won't let you pick it up. It it, it grows eyes and it says, "But senpai, I've never been fired before."
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Which I, that was that was that was the entire reason I was talking about this senpai put my just my safety just on. to relay that idea. <laughs> oh yeah. So what does what does senpai mean? I think it means someone you admire. It's
2: like teacher. Okay. Um, I think, uh, it's, it's funny when, closer. when, when you were saying, um, he asked if you had any news and he said, well, I'm sorry, it's video game news. As, <laughs> and I imagine this, this show just being like, let's talk about Gaza. Like, it, yeah. <laughs> it's just like we we've had enough fun. Let's really get down to,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we, we got to get to that nor'easter
3: yeah <laughs> they're dealing with.
4: Oh yeah. That's snow happening in a bunch of places. Global warming my ass. Well, yeah. <laughs> am I right? I think so Mama. Um there is a sixth um
0: Tetris Grandmaster now and the first one who is not Japanese.
1: I didn't even know about the first 5. Yeah. Or That's that Tetris Grandmaster is a thing. Oh right. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't see Japanese.
4: I I have a friend who was trying to convince me that that version of um Tetris is the best possible version. And he was talking about like how I think I think it's actually called Tetris grandmaster it's the name of the product something
0: like that yeah
4: and they at the higher levels it doesn't give you enough time to um put the piece in a in a different column because it's using like key repeat for like you you can't tap the joystick fast enough to put it in any column so um well, it just spawns at the bottom right basically well you it it but there's a guide piece at the top that you have like for half a second you can move that around I see. Um, and so he's talking about, well, okay, if you double, if you tap, if you hold to the right, it'll end up on the right, end, right side of the, of the well. If you hold to the left, it'll, uh, end up on the left side of the well. You can tap left, tap right. That's like the pieces next around the center. And then you can also, uh, tap left and then hold left. Wait, no. No, you hold left and then tap right to put it in the second from the left side. And then there's like just two columns that you can't put the piece in. And then like if you rotate the piece just right, you can say, okay, rotate it so that there's this square in the way and then put it in the second from the left column and then rotate it back. And now it's in the third space from the left. And he was like that, that, that's at that point. That's, I guess, what the game becomes.
5: Mm that's how you manipulate it, the pieces to get them into every, every particular space or whatever.
1: Right, uh, I less about something about competitive Tetris where the the mechanism whereby, like, if you rotate the piece, you gain an extra few frames before gravity kicks well, in you and could, actually solidifies. You it, can where, keep like, rotating. You can just it rotate it indefinitely. In, yeah, I don't in think place.
4: that's a thing of in this. Version of the they did game. they
5: eventually get rid of that as a thing that you can do for
2: for a while that was official Tetris though like the like sanctioned from the Tetris yeah that company. was like you need to do that if it's yeah, going to be, to be called Tetris to rotate the piece forever that's how I got like I beat the Nintendo or Tetris DS mm. like on the highest level because you could just rotate forever
0: I'm not that great at Tetris
4: right it's, and
0: it gets even even crazier in this one though because at the top levels of play when you've when you've hit like you know whatever the the rank before grandmaster is and and are having to play through those games before you qualify for the the grandmaster challenge or whatever it ends with having to play tetris where when the blocks like hit the stack and solidify they turn invisible uh-huh. so you have to be able to play invisible tetris for like a minute and make like a minimum number of tetrises to, to qualify for like this this scoring level through
5: the through the credits it was yeah, like weird. The that, did you tetrism. see that on
0: um, AGDQ? Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's
2: what yeah. I was,
5: yeah. I was that's watching. Awesome. Well, there's that's a section about... the blocks are all the same color, so you can no longer use color uh, to differentiate them. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy.
4: At, at that, like, it, it does start to become, I think, about stunts at that point. And even even like what I was talking about, like when the part of the when the the micro manipulations you make to put the piece in a very specific place on the board, when that becomes uh, a major part of the game, that seems like a stunt as well. That doesn't seem like it's about putting like about fitting pieces together to make a line anymore. It seems like it's about that.
5: If, if, if it's the game that I'm remembering, they were saying that like, you have to get to that grandmaster rank, but then you have to do that like six times in a row without failing. I, I
0: believe it's, it's not six times in a row, but you have to, you have to, clear that level of play four times in your most recent seven games
1: okay huh. what is the standards body that's determining this like i don't i mean i'm not trying to say it's that the like government chess is real and tetris is not <laughs> but like if, if somebody says they're a chess grandmaster then that's like one thing but like it's you know i'm I'm a... there are just these particular Zaga thirty three Grandmaster. Like what there who are these particular citing that
5: Japanese well, who, whoever coded Tetris the games. games. I mean yeah, this is... Is...
0: it's it all this is is programmed into the game itself, so it
5: uh, yeah, I don't know about the like regulations that required the spinning or whatever, but maybe that's because I mean Tetris is owned by somebody, isn't it?
2: It's owned by the Tetris company. Like, it's, mm. it's just a company that... Oh, it well, it's like the
1: Pokemon company.
2: Yeah. 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 It is the... Um, and they I own know,
1: that and Saltines. Yeah. Strangely. <laughs>
2: um, what? the uh, At a uh, Portland Retro Gaming Expo where they do the championships, right. like the live one hmm. for Tetris. And uh, they release, like, DVDs and stuff of it, but I've never... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working at that thing, so I've never watched it, but I've always hmm. been curious. So...
1: I, <laughs> I don't know that I would watch a DVD of somebody playing Tetris, even if they were really good at it. I,
2: you know, the same thing we were talking about AGDQ, like, I find, like, I'll watch anybody be really good at something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, you know, really captivating to me. What
5: about somebody who's really good at watching AGDQ?
2: (laughs) Are you you offering me a webcam setup in your apartment?
4: I would love (laughs) to see, I would, I would love to see that just to figure out what you mean. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously, there is no
1: part of this I can't jack off to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Ah, uh, you want you guys want to talk about the assignment? Sure,
3: sure.
1: Dungeon what is the assignment? Dungeon the of the Endless by Endless Corp. Endless.
0: Uh, they made <laughs> endless,
1: endless space and endless legend, and then this game, which is fucking weird. Yeah. They made so, endless space, which is just a four X game, and then endless uh, legend, which is like a more civilization
4: style four
1: X game, and then this, which is defies genre.
4: So Zach, last week you were saying that you weren't really clear on what the range of action was, like what you were capable of doing as a player in this game, and I was sort of making fun of you for it. But holy shit! Yeah, no, you <laughs> get it
1: now, right? Like th-
5: you basically you get to decide which room you move to. Yeah,
4: that's,
1: that's but, but there's like but
4: that's not clear that no, is not made clear to you. Well, I figured out how to move from room to room. That's no problem.
0: And then you get that's like, like there's also like thing that's in the tutorial. <laughs> Yeah. But there's well, also the like you middle click at. on
4: some things and you right click on other things and you never like left click on the things you right click on. So I don't know why they have, <laughs> they made me plug in a mouse to play this game. <laughs> um, Oh, right. Cause your stupid trackpad doesn't have a middle button. Yeah. Right? It's the worst.
5: You No, you hit, uh, you hit that control.
4: Button. Okay, okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm. Um, but then I just used the mouse for the rest of my computing. Cause I like that anyway. And I'm just a masochist for not plugging one in all the time. Um, do you use a Dvorak mouse? <laughs> it's yeah, the right <laughs> the right mouse button is on the L key. It's okay. it's pretty fucked up. It's more efficient once you get used to it. Sure. Left, yeah.
1: left and right are controlled by the scroll wheel. Yeah. Um I, Up
4: and down are controlled by up and left. <laughs> it's and it's never like there there are things that you just have to know that you can click on and you can't find them by experimenting because you're probably clicking on them with the wrong button and there's no reaction when and often there's like like no reaction science towers and stuff
1: oh right you just have to write like things in the world that you want to interact with you just kind of have to right click on but what, what are you thinking about specifically that you just have to click on to find out that you can interact with them i i i can't even tell you like there's, like the
5: merchants, for, there's the merchants,
1: there's those, like, mm, endless artifacts. Right, those are all just right-clicking, yeah. though, right? So so there was a... Every once in a while I would run guys into a room, and then one of them would, like, start dicking around with whatever the big thing is that I had built on the thing. Did that do anything? Well,
5: because that's somebody who has operations or something, and if you leave them in that room for a turn, uh, it will improve the function of that device. Oh. So, like, it, like, oh. doubles the output
2: of that one mm. or
5: something. Yeah, I didn't pick
2: that up. Yeah. That's it's not clever. clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that's I that's kind of what I came away from this. Like I didn't get to play as, it as much as I wanted to because time kind of got away from me mm-hmm. for the trip. Um but it was it felt very counterintuitive to me. It's like a lot of different systems and different genres. Like it kind of defies genre, but it's also kind of like a tower defense. Yeah. RTS,
1: mm-hmm. roguelike, like This is I almost never think this, but I think this game would be better without permadeath and maybe without the random generation of levels. Well, I certainly
3: think,
4: like, learning the game would be a lot easier that way.
1: I, I played, like,
5: four or five games on easy and was just brutally murdered on the second or third floor every single time, and then... I just started a game for the first time on very easy and I feel like I am a wash in resources and so I don't know if that's the kind of thing you're supposed to do mm. so that you feel like you're a master of very easy or something. But I mean
1: it really feels like the kind of game that would benefit from easing you into all of the shit that's going on. The tutorial on yeah.
5: like, was yeah. so obnoxious because because <coughs> my middle my middle mouse button just didn't register on the on the Mac cuz that like mm-hmm. brought up my application yep. switcher. I was just Trapped in the tutorial until I finally figured out how to fucking make it progress. Ah, uh, It was so aggravating.
0: Yeah, and that's like one of the controls that you can't rebind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I had to go find where that friggin' application switcher thing is uh, in my control
4: panels. I almost never think this, but like half an hour into the game, I was like, man, I, I feel like I would actually understand that tutorial now. Right. Now that I've got some frame of reference for it. I wish I could play the tutorial again. You can. So it's,
5: it's I, one I, of could, I couldn't figure out how to do that. What was that? Tutorial. I, I played through it three times. Okay. Trying, trying to figure out how to actually finish it.
1: I mean, I feel like this game is pr- probably
5: good. I So uh, I definitely feel compelled to start a new game every time I die. Right? Like, I'm definitely like, ah, I feel like I maybe I could have done something differently. I always forget to Pause. Always, yeah,
3: yeah. I never figured out
1: that you could pause. My experience of it is is typically like everything is fine, everything is fine, everything is fine, everything is fine. Now it's time to (laughs) move the crystal. Yeah. Now it's time to (laughs) move the crystal to the exit, and there is no fucking way, no matter what I did, that I was going to survive that phase.
4: Yeah, I I feel like, and I never got far enough into the game to like know how you do this, but I think a lot of the game is planning ahead for that phase. And, and, like, that's it,
1: that's what the tower defense stuff is for, is
4: find out, like, that you're doing poorly until that phase. Right. Yeah, the feedback
2: is really, because you're you're not, you don't face anything that's that intense, or even remotely that intense.
4: Right. right. Like,
2: I, I never went to, switched to very easy, but even on easy, I could always get to where I felt like, oh, well, maybe I'll try uh you know, I'm out of things to do on this floor, so I'm gonna take the crystal out. And I had the same mm-hmm. thing. The but, I mean, me. I
1: guess maybe what you're supposed to do is use all of the resources that you've gathered to make a gauntlet for the monsters I, I to have like to I get was. through to get to you i felt yeah. like
2: I, I felt like i was and then there's a little bit of like if you leave the light on in a place like the monsters aren't supposed to spawn there but i right. feel like uh you know even if i place my turrets towards darkened rooms i would come back to my and i might have missed something like this is and i'm not saying that the game was breaking the rule necessarily it probably might fuck up but i would come back to the crystal and come out and my middle room would still just be swarming with Mm. with little xenomorphs
1: i sort of it seems like it just infinitely spawns enemies once you're once doing you that the right crystal, and and, so, it, yeah. and it almost feels like well if you there's then just kind of no way i you just have to run for it i think there in and, and, and there is certainly like i feel like i've played games where i enjoyed the sensation of just fighting against Huge swarms of relentless like enemies of and just barely making it. Yeah, I don't like risk of rain, but 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 I, like I think
2: it does that that aspect a little bit better. But
1: yeah, I mean, being overwhelmed is 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 fine because it's like what you know, it, it like blaze of glory, and then you just like you know see you and jump into the thing to leave right. But but with this, it's you don't really get that. It it just feels like okay, like I'm just commanding, 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 and now I just have to like chicken out and just dive into the exit and there's nothing it doesn't matter like the only thing that makes that any better is getting there fast so that you don't have to play that part anymore but i like that it's a game that is confusing to figure out what genre it is because maybe that's how new genres get made but i also don't know that i want to so like
5: the i was trying to draw some analogies to it at dinner and the two things that it felt like it kind of approached were desktop dungeons in terms of like turf. opening
1: a door is a resource yeah
5: and then maybe transistor in it, some ways it
1: looks like transistor. it
5: looks like transistor and the combat kind of feels like transistor because you're like you control where you move but it,
1: you wait do you
5: well you and can you, control you which get, room, you go into in. a
1: room, right? Does your position inside a room matter yeah. at all?
5: Yeah, it does, because your melee if your melee guys are in front, they'll like attack and then your your ranged guys can shoot from a distance and stuff but like what that.
1: What does it mean to be in front? Can you do that on purpose? Uh, if can you, 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 send, you send you send them
5: in first. Huh. And they will engage with the enemies first. Like I was there's, more or less there's just... a lot of micro control that you can try to yeah.
1: get. I was more or less moving all my guys as a group all the time. Yeah,
5: that's a sure way to get them killed.
1: Yeah. Which seems like... I mean, I guess there are some guys whose special abilities are, like... (sighs) There was a guy that was, like, his attack increases by 50% minus 10% for every other person that's in the room. Hmm. Like, so he's clearly supposed to be by himself, but...
5: You can also use party members as temporary, like, light sources. Like, stuff won't spawn in rooms where you have party members.
1: Oh. So you
5: can send one guy... Like, if you don't have enough to keep every room lit, you can send one guy off... And hope that that room isn't just f- chock full of deadly, deadly stuff. Hmm. It is. Yeah. God. And th- sometimes the exit is like two rooms away from where you start. And sometimes it is across like eight rooms and you, there's no way you can light them all. So they're just filled with monsters. It's the randomness is really, really
2: random in the level design. It doesn't feel like the, and we all had the same experience where it, it felt um, at least kind of like an uphill battle. And like, the game, um, you know, one of the, the first thing it says at the end of the tutorial is like, get ready to die a lot. <laughs> you know, it's kind of got that gleeful masochism that like roguelikes will have sometimes, but yeah. it didn't feel, I didn't feel prepared for it. Like it just made me mad as opposed to making me feel yeah, like yeah. I need to do better.
1: Yeah. It's a little too RPG to like, I don't know what I learned. From that. I mean, I learned that it spawned way more enemies than my guys could DPS away before my real slow guy made it to the random room I needed to take him to. These yep. so guys are making a lot of games. Like, Endless Space did not come out that long ago. I don't know how big of a team this is, but... like, The credits were pretty big. There was like 20 people in there. huh this seemed like a little bit of a dalliance for them, maybe, like, in between giant 4X games. Their 4X games are really well regarded. I played a few hours of Endless Space, I remember, and I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. This is way less confusing so than other 4X second. games. So,
5: 4X games are fine, but triple X games are not? No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to get this clear.
1: The, four, the fourth X cancels out the boner. Okay. Okay. Um it's like straight edge. It's like you've it's just <laughs> the big Ghostbuster
2: <laughs> symbol on <your> the browser front.
1: <laughs> you, got a, you got a sharpie X drawn on your dick. Oh. Nobody give me a boner. Straight edge. Nobody
2: inject any drugs into this thing. This
1: mm. soldier. Yeah. Riff, what are we doing for the next assignment?
0: Uh next assignment is Cosmology of Kyoto.
1: Tell us about this game because we don't know what you're talking about.
0: It is it is an old uh it's an old Windows ninety-five game. It is it's set in uh, Kyoto. Space cadet pinball? <laughs> it's set in Kyoto in the year like 850 or 900 uh, back when Kyoto was the capital of Japan. And it is it is a city filled with demons and ghosts and weird people. It's It's a sort of like a Old point and click adventure, but without the shitty point and click adventure puzzles. Uh, you acquire some objects like every now and then, but they're automatically used when you get to the the place where it's used, and things like that. And it's it's mostly just it, you, moving around and and talking to characters and trying to find out you know information about this place. Uh, it's known for being the only video game that Roger Ebert ever reviewed and liked. Or well, the only game that he ever reviewed, period, and also he liked it. Um what, it's, uh, it's a weird how, game.
1: How, how do you get it?
0: Um, I found a copy of it that will run on Boxer for Mac, and I imagine it will also run on Windows Boxer. But if not, you should be able to find Windows versions on the typical abandonware sites. I don't um, know I'll, what. I'll post a link in Boxer. In is. It's, Does anyone it's else like know a, it's, what Boxer It's like a clever DOS box front end. It's okay. a really good Paul Simon song. Mm. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: um. It was actually Simon and Garfunkel. Come on, I'm, Garfunkel. Not well, now. Who's being naive? Garfunkel was
0: really <laughs> important.
3: <laughs>
0: um, but uh, my 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 advice for playing: I played a little bit of it today. Um, make sure to crank your emulation speed up, uh, because otherwise the transitions between rooms are real slow. And also, occasionally you get like a dialogue box, like a. a character will ask you a question and it seems like if you it i think that the 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 box that you're typing your reply into i think that automatically has focus so you don't need to click on it to get focus to get like a cursor in there and is there
1: like a text parser is that are you
0: well it's simple things it's like you know are you going to come with me and you type in either yes or no um, but I think if you click that box to get the cursor, I think that screws up the the recognition somehow. Uh, but it, it already has focus, so you don't have to click on it. It is also possible that – because I, I ran into this problem and I, I'm not entirely sure if the problem was one thing or the other thing. It may also just be that it expects – when you type something that you lead with a capital letter <laughs> like like you have to have a capital y when you say yes um,
1: wow but that seems antiquated for windows 95 era it seems like they didn't the beta test this every
0: time it's an old weird game um, but it, it it's sort of one of those classics of old weird games it's it's been a game that i've i've i heard about years and years and years and years ago and never had never had the chance to uh, to play it uh, so it's kind of been been sitting on the periphery of my radar for for a long time, and I happened to to run into just randomly this article on, I, I think it was on Kotaku that that pointed to a copy of it that I could actually play, so uh, that gave me the idea to let's try this out as a assignment.
1: Well, it sounds weird, and we like things that are weird, yep. sure, don't we, fellas? Yeah. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for the listener's mail segment that we almost always skip, how would they go about doing Mm -hmm.
5: that? Uh, You could tweet us at VGHotDog. You could email us VGHotDog at gmail.com. Or you could go to our website, VideogamesHotDog.com, and use the comment question form there.
1: Gary, if our listeners wanted to find you, how would they do that?
2: Um you can listen to me uh on podcast, duckfeed.tv, do a bunch of different different shows, several of which members of this podcast have guessed on before. Mm-hmm. Might be good places to start. And uh you can also I, I do a blog there called The Infinity Engineers about uh Baldur's Gate and that era of kind of computer gaming.
1: What do you want now for that?
2: Um just I just finished playing Baldur's Gate. I haven't written up the last entry. And then next I'm doing Arcanum. Nice. Um and then if you want to follow me on Twitter, um I'm at Gary Ba G-A-R-Y-B-U-H. G-A-R-Y-B-U-H. It's a lot of me being angry at Gamergate and <laughs> yeah. a lot of social justice stuff. So you can, you can mute that if you want to, and then just listen to my dumb jokes and puns.
1: I'm i uh, I'm going to spring Arcanum on these guys as an assignment. Uh, One of these Arcanum's days good. when, uh, when it's, when it's, there's a few weeks where I know that we don't have anything important to do at work. I'm
2: excited. Have me back on for that. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. Talk Arcanum.
1: Yeah. I'll do. But yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, quasi blind spot like i feel like i i need to go back to it now that i have the the patience of my adult years i need to go back to it having played wasteland 2
2: yeah uh. it it is obtuse it is obtuse and there are paths through the game that are not viable that it doesn't do a great job of signaling are not viable right um which are all bad things but it has crazy good personality and aesthetically it's You know, just astounding. Like the music is—it's all a a four—a quartet, a string quartet does the entire score. Wow, Um, it's it's really beautiful.
1: I remember my experience of trying to play through it the first time was the same as my experience of a lot of sprawling RPGs, which was that I like I'm playing and doing some stuff and it's fun and I'm accomplishing some things and then suddenly you go to the big town. And there are a thousand different things that you could do, and no indication of which one of them is the right one to do next. Yeah, and then I'm just like, nah, 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 turn it off.
2: Yeah, that, <laughs> that's that's, uh, that's relatable. Like, I just I don't know what what gene I have that lets me muscle past that. All right, but the uh, I I don't have a good defense or method. I think
1: maybe the game facts gene is, yeah. the, <laughs> is the thing that you need. It's my
2: gamer score. The <laughs> I'm going <laughs> present some gamer
4: ID. So Is a true gamer,
1: Jim? Do you want to plug anything?
4: Uh. No, you never want to. I was I was gonna, gonna I was gonna plug, plug, plug Fuster Cluck, but I, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> None of your work is in it. Like you didn't get you were you, I, you were unable to I insert some, the robocock into I, the game. So. I
4: wrote some code that triggered sounds. That was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah.
1: What did uh, for any
4: particular reason or yeah just, when when the player died I played the death sound. Oh, what was the death sound? <laughs> it was like. <laughs> It was like that. Most of the sounds were like that. Was that also all of the other sounds? Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Was it just you doing that? No, it was the sound guy doing that.
1: Um, (laughs) Was it still just mouth noises? Like just chicken?
4: I I think he had... um, uh, There was a lot of him making mouth noises. But also, I think he had like sound banks of chicken noises somehow.
2: a folder marked chicken dot wave.
4: I bet at Cogswell Polytech there's like... Just rooms and rooms of CDs of chicken noises. Just a library of just
1: chicken sound effects. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was this really weird bequest (laughs) from (laughs) this weird Berkeley guy. It was like, (laughs) no, you have to. All right, guys. uh, I've had a fantastic time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until then, keep your elbow in the oven and keep licking the nightstand. Smell you later. Bye. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> I don't know anything about Northern Lion. I assume that was a flawless <laughs> a, impression of okay. him. Hey, I'm Northern Lion. Hey,
4: I'm
3: Bald. <laughs> Roar <You're>, is cold. <laughs> you're, you're, I'm you're a, a lion. lion <laughs> from, from the Western North. <laughs>